It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric from Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The stories in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruscha. I have a great thought. It's The Net Live right now. Indeed. Indeed, Casey Patterson. Boom for all your BYU brethren right there. Welcome to the Net Live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we had a little delay getting on air if you were trying to listen live. And, uh, Jeremy, you summarized pretty well why we got on the air on air late. Yeah, because you guys are guzzling beers and you think I'm the tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically why we're late to the show today. Sir, I am not guzzling anything. I'm enjoying <laughs> this. You know what? Nice sipping. Sipping. Yes. sipping is yeah. the right to... It might be a fast paced sip, though, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Net Live. Half a beer down in 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you can hear that this is going to be one of the best episodes we've ever put together, or worst. I'm not sure. But either way, it's going to be epic. <laughs> uh, in studio, actually, outside said studio, under. The glare of the heaters. I am getting a tan because as we speak. It feels I am wonderful. a whip <laughs> and ask for the heaters. Well, I'm sitting in the shade. Jay is sitting in the sun. We are on the back patio. Uh, beers in hand at 10 a.m. Pacific because yes. it's 5 p.m. in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> or 5 a.m. I'm not sure which. I am on vacation right it's, now. Uh, it's 5 p.m. in Brazil. So we're, uh, we're having some beers and maybe drinking, drinking away the sorrows <laughs> of the Brazilians. We'll get to that uh, shortly. Kevin Barnett, Jay Hasek. And Katie Charles, also known as Kelly Chuckles, along with DJ Jeremy Ruscha. Uh, we have a full, full house today. And Carl France on the way by. Showing up, the big man. All right. He's just here to drop off your shirts and soak up the glow. <laughs> That's it? All right, we'll, put him, we'll start the fireplace up. We'll put him next to that. There you go. Out in the sun with the fire <laughs> we'll burning. We'll give him some bongos he can hang out for a the little East bit. East Coaster thinks it's uh, 100 degrees here right now. So <laughs> probably in the... We have a fantastic show planned for you today. Uh, Final Four, obviously the biggest story going on in USA Volleyball, uh, United States Volleyball today. The fact that the Final Four is set. The field is ready. We have three coaches confirmed. I'm sure we know Russ is calling in probably in about 14 seconds. The other two teams unseated to make, I believe Michigan is one, and I'm going to guess that UT Arlington was the other one. Am I correct in that? UT Arlington made the Final Four. So did San Jose State. In the very, one of the very first. One of the very first, yes. In the AIAW, yes. Yes, back in the day. That was, and Sul Ross State made it back then. There were uh, a bunch of them that came in in the yeah, early and then, rounds. And then all of a sudden you look around 1985 and it was uh, top Power Five conference teams usually. Santa Clara made it too one time and I believe that was more later on in the, in the whole grand scheme of things. So, But uh, congratulations to those four coaches. Uh I think the right four teams are in. Uh, I think uh, it's good for the game when you have a team from different conferences in the Final Four. We have, uh, what, the Big Ten, we have the Pac-12, we have the Big 12, and what do we have, the West Coast Conference? Is that BYU? So uh, it's going to be uh, a a shooting match, I believe, uh, with those four teams, and that's awesome to see. Glad to see some uh, some other schools get in there. Well, it's certainly the mega matchup. You see Penn State-Stanford in the first semi, and that, you know, I think most Three, people— 3-2 earlier this year for Stanford. Most people At home. believe that likely could have been the finals if they hadn't ended up on the same side of the bracket. And yeah. you've got two huge physical teams in BYU and Texas matching up on the other side, and it's going to be— I mean, BYU is bar none the best blocking team in the country. They're just 
there. Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I'm I'm going to guess they're going to try to match uh, Jennifer Hampson up on Haley Eckerman to see how that matchup goes. BYU is known for being very small too, so that's going to be uh, they're a small team. Well, not you very know, big. we talked a little bit. <laughs> six four, yeah, six, six seven. seven. There's six, some men's three. college teams that are jealous of that size yes. right now. Well, yeah, I they could beat Erskine right now. I hey, oh, we're already starting. Except Peeper wait, Denae. Erskine's in the Final Four. Keeper uh, Denae, Coastal Carolinas. Keeper Denae, and you're looking at BYU who. Went away from their starting senior setter, put a freshman in her first start ever in That's the Elite pretty Eight. Good. That's pretty she good. She performed. All right, we, we have our first caller. Let's get to him right away. Jeremy, I, I don't even know if we need intro music going on in these things, but because uh, we're going to get these guys in and out of here fast. Uh, entering his, uh, what, 52nd? 52nd now, maybe Final Four. 64th. Competing for his 40th national championship, head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions, Russ Rose. Russ, are you there? There we go. Yep. Oh, my goodness. We've, we somehow got disconnected. Russ Rose. <laughs> Sorry for leaving you on hold so long there. Oh, no, my no, goodness. I was talking to Reed Pretty, man. I was getting, uh, he was giving me uh, some pretty good insight on the game. <laughs> Just like that. He was here and he was gone in three <laughs> minutes. And your team's like 10% better. Awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, Russ, congratulations on making another Final Four. Uh, with this year's team, I think early on people were having some doubts about the ability of this team to make the Final Four. What was your feeling about this team early in the season? Well, I mean, early in the season, I thought I thought we had a shot not – not based on necessarily saying being the final four, but you know we beat a, you know we beat UCLA 3-0 and and lost uh, to Stanford in five at Stanford, and you know I I wasn't too disappointed because the fear was uh, playing a match like that you can get killed. So you know I felt uh, pretty good that uh, you know we we competed pretty early. And uh, but you know we we had also a couple of matches that were pretty clear indications that maybe we weren't ready to play at a high level. We didn't, uh, you know, we had a couple of meltdowns against Nebraska and Illinois. Mm -hmm. And uh, but you know it was uh, it was a long season. It's uh, you know we have a really competitive conference, and uh, you know we had a really tough match with Wisconsin a couple a couple of days ago that. Uh, Certainly could have gone either way, and and we feel fortunate that uh, you know we we hung in there after a really really slow start. How do you address those meltdowns when you have those matches where everything kind of goes sideways? Do you talk about it directly with the team? Do you just kind of move on and address the things you think are necessary to deal with? How do you how do you move forward? Well, I mean, I'm kind of a in the moment sort of guy. So when it's happening, I'm identifying what our challenges were. You know, the Nebraska match, we, uh, you know, we lost a deuce game in the last three points. We missed serves. <laughs> Their last three points were missed serves by us. So that was, uh, you know, that was a real shocker to the system. But uh, <laughs> and then we had a big lead against Illinois and uh, and lost at home to. Illinois, we had about an eight or nine point lead and lost that game. So, you know, that, that happens and uh, it's happened with some other teams and we've had a couple matches with other teams where they had big leads. So, you know, I think a lot of teams are getting better at, uh, you know, hanging in there and rally score and, you know, it could be a component that, you know, the rules that we have in college volleyball enable so many people to run six twos that, uh, you know, you, 
you know you're you're kind of put in a situation where you're you're always going to be uh you know uh trying to cover up certain spots if you're running a five one where the people that are going with a six two usually have a little better blocking uh mm-hmm. positions covered. In years past, people have accused Penn State of having a pretty easy road to the finals. Uh, this year, I, I don't think that argument can be made as you went through Dayton, UCLA, and then Wisconsin. Uh, how do you answer those folks or, or, or deal with that at all? Do you even care what anyone thinks about your road to the Final Four? Well, I mean, if they want to be critical of my preseason scheduling, then I'm, uh, then I'm open to those criticisms, and I would tell people I don't care. But <laughs> certainly the Big Ten – the Big Ten puts your schedule together for you, and then the NCAA committee puts it together for you. You know, we played Dayton, uh, and, you know, they had the longest winning streak in the country, and we played UCLA, and, you know, you know UCLA came from a great conference, and it's UCLA. It's one of the tradition-rich programs, and, you know, arguably the best attacker in the game, and, you know, we did a great job holding holding her to seven kills per game. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, you know, certainly Wisconsin, you know, was a top four seed. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're a really a, they're a great opponent. And uh, so, you know, I can't really worry about, you know, everybody's going to have criticism. They're going to say, you know, so-and-so had a, has, has an easy route or, you know, you still have to play the matches. They're young people. There's a lot of stress and pressure involved in the matches. And. You know, there's so many other factors that come into play that, you know, I try to keep the things that I can't control out of uh, out of the even conversation with the players so we don't talk about, you know, boy, we have an easy route and a hard route. I mean, last year we had to beat Stanford. We had to beat Michigan State, who had beaten us, mm-hmm. and, uh, and had to beat Stanford at the regional. So, you know, I think all the matches are tough. I'm sure some people probably thought that, you know, Having BYU in their bracket was easy, and now BYU is the team that advanced because obviously BYU is really good. Oh, yeah, they, they surprised some people, no doubt. Uh, tell me about this year's team's strength, strengths of this year's team. What do you think you guys do really well? Well, I thought until we, we played against Wisconsin, and one of our strengths has been we're a good side-out team. You know, I mean, I think uh, – you know, we're hitting over 350 for the year, and it's really based on most of our side-out capabilities. Uh, you know, so I think that's really our strength. And, you know, we have one rotation that can be really weighted high when Mike is serving well. Mm-hmm. You know, she's had probably about a, over 120 aces this year. So when she gets on a roll, it gives you one rotation. Uh, and we try to keep that in one of our first two or three rotations so that, you know, we have the opportunity to see her serve three times. Right. But, you know, the, you know, the flip side of that is, you know, like against Wisconsin, she missed her first three serves. So when that happens, it exposes you to uh, not having point capabilities. So, you know, I think you know, every, every team uh, has some strengths and they, and they have some blemishes that you're always trying to cover up a little bit. You know, I think we have a good libero and, you know, we've got a couple of seniors and uh, the libero, Micah, and Nia Grant. So those three people are the main holdovers from uh, the team that won the national championship and went to the Final Four a couple of years ago when Micah got hurt against Oregon. So, you know, whether or not they can uh, 
transition to younger players, you know, we depend a great deal on the younger players. You know, Haley Washington, who's uh, who's a great offensive player. I think she's leading the nation in hitting, uh, close to 500, and uh, she's she's a terrific kid. And uh, Allie Franti is uh, is a freshman outside hitter that's had a had a really good year for us. So it's uh, you know how the how the freshmen handle certain things. That's always one of the things when you're sitting there when they uh, when they're done with introductions and the match is kind of start and you're on the road you kind of say well here we go again let's see how this plays itself out so <laughs> but uh, it's been interesting and uh you know we we had uh you know we had some challenges throughout the year and you know we're really excited to represent the Big 10 and uh our regional and you know we know how good Stanford is because we played Stanford earlier in the year and I probably was one of the people that voted him number one from the first poll to the last poll. So that's kind of how it's been. How instructive is that first match with this uh, this rematch upcoming? Well, I mean, I mean, I think when we when we played um, uh, that the you know Lutz was just coming back from an injury that she had uh, had in one of the first two weeks of the year, but. I mean, you know, this is a veteran team and very strong. And, you know, Inky is, uh, you know, there's, I mean, she's a one-of-a-kind player, in my opinion. Uh, so, I mean, they're real strong. This this group has been together for a few years. Obviously, Stanford hasn't been to the Final Four since 2008. You know, they mm-hmm. they have six national championships, as we do, and they haven't been there for six years. So, uh, you know, this is a hungry team and uh, great coaching, great leadership. Uh, certainly John and Denise have a, have a wealth of information and knowledge about how to navigate the challenges of uh, all the different protocol things that come into play when you go to the Final Four that are things that you don't even think about during the year. And, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't really look at it. We, you know, I don't even think we'll look at the video, to be honest. You know, I mean, we didn't look at the video of any of the balls that Lowe hit, a, hit against us the first time we played UCLA. We just kind of said, okay, she's going to hit some balls that nobody else hits, including any of the coaches here. So uh, <laughs> we'll just, you know, back it up and try and receive serve uh, on the next play. Yeah, I wonder about the preparation. Jay Hasek, who's here in studio today, uh, you're uh, not office mate, but uh, same sport there at Penn State, assistant coach for the men's team. And, and we were talking about how much work goes into scouting reports and how much coaches can kind of drive themselves crazy. Uh, how much time will you spend getting ready for Stanford? Or do you think at some point your team just has to play? Oh, I think both things. I think I'm probably at the wrong end of the extreme for healthy living. Okay. <laughs> uh, on how much time I spend looking at it, and but but the bottom line is how do the players compete and how do they handle the the distractions once you get there? All right. Before we let you go, what does your travel schedule look like? People often wonder how tough it is for teams that are playing in the field of 64 to make it to the Final Four, just logistics wise. Well, we're leaving tomorrow and. Uh, we're leaving there tomorrow. We're leaving at noon tomorrow, and uh, how how long it takes for a charter jet to get there. So I have a feeling we'll probably be there in uh, in an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, it'll be uh, it'll be a very fast flight. We're taking a big plane, 
the same thing we did last year when we flew out to Seattle. So we're very fortunate that the university sponsors the program and supports it at a high enough level that it enables you to have the best chances for success. All right, we'll enjoy that G5, and we'll look forward to seeing you in Oklahoma City. Thanks for spending some time with us, Russ. My pleasure. You guys take care. All right. Russ Rose, Penn Bye-bye. State. Finally got it to uh, get everything rolling. Now, I think I think we have John Dunning also. Chetboard was very upset that he didn't ask Russ how Jay is as an office mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not an office mate. Uh, I couldn't I, think of a good way to put it just in the moment there because I got ten things going on. You get Russ office just mate water work. all day long, just whatever he needs. He rings <laughs> a bell and you come running in. You know, I, I actually have a direct line to my office, and he uh, he just pushes it. A little red light comes on. Next thing you know, I'm running down the hall. That's no, funny. I, I tell you what, I, I spend uh, I spend okay. obviously the most time in my office, but I do go over there occasionally, and they. We'll get to the odd couple, you and Russ Rose, in just a minute. But we we have John Dunning of Stanford. Just mentioned the last time Stanford was in the Final Four was 2008. They have lost to Penn State in the playoffs last year. It's going to be a great rematch. Welcome in John Dunning. John. Hi. Hey, thanks for calling in. Congratulations on another Final Four. And I guess congratulations on what everyone had anticipated was going to happen this year with your team. <laughs> well, I have a really neat team. I, we love coaching them. They work really hard. They're fun to be around, and I'm really happy for them that we've had some success. Yeah, Yeah, you mentioned that before to me, that uh, it, it seems that this is one of the more unique squads in the way they get along, the amount of fun you guys have being together. Is this the team that has the most fun together of any squad you've ever coached? You know, they're all different, um, and, you know, seasons things come to you in different ways but it's easy to have me say or hear myself say all the time that these guys are um as a coach any coach would want to coach them they uh they do care about one another they they are really motivated um everybody can see that we're very lucky we have a bunch of talented athletes and you know i've been coaching a long time so it's just really nice to go to the gym and be with them Tell me about the road to the finals here. You guys defeated Bakersfield 3-0, Michigan State 3-1, Oregon State 3-1, and then Florida 3-0. You guys have been fairly dominant. It seems like your team is playing well at the right part of the year. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, what's really interesting for me is that it's, it's great volleyball that – it wasn't too long ago that a lot of the rounds might, there might be a lot of matches that weren't really competitive, but they are all competitive. It's really been neat. Uh, Bakersfield was really good. They were unique. They were hard to play against. Really fun style. Michigan State was a team, that, one of those teams that's dangerous at the end, that's uh, on the rise at the end of the season, and they were playing healthy finally and playing great. We were at 23-all in game four and got lucky, scored two points. Um, And then in uh, the last two rounds, I think our team just played really well. But Oregon State was a team on the rise. And Florida is just a really talented team. Mary's teams are always play hard and and are disciplined. So the teams are all good, but our team is getting better still, which is one of our team goals. We have two or three each year that are always there. And it's to be a team that improves to the end, and it takes a lot of pride and determination to do that. Was it good or bad for you guys to be in Ames, Iowa, to not be hosting the the, the regional rounds? 
You know, your home court is always great. Um, there are different pressures on your home court, that kind of thing, but you definitely have advantages. If you get through it, you can be um, have a chance to be more rested to go, if you go to the, to the next round. Uh, for us, it worked out great. We started the season in Ames and, and uh, played Iowa State, so we knew the hotel we were in. We knew the arena we were in. We felt comfortable. It was a good good deal for us. Um, and then we just decided early since we finished finals before the regionals this year, sometimes it's different depending on the calendar. Uh, we just came um, to Oklahoma from there. So we flew into Tulsa last night. Inky's from Tulsa. Had dinner at her house, um, practiced today, and we're heading up to Oklahoma City this afternoon. Dinner at Inky's? That had to be a blast. <laughs> yeah. Her family is awesome. Uh, she's, uh, yeah, it was really fun. We watched the match again with Florida on TV and, and had a great meal, and it was neat for our whole team. We try really hard to do that in our program, go to the hometown of all the players when we can, so it was neat to get to her house, yeah. So you guys are already at the final site. You're going to be there all week, but this makes for sort of a different week for you guys. How do you as a coaching staff try to normalize the week for the players? Because if you're on a national team, being somewhere for a week and practicing and then playing is fairly normal. But for students, you guys don't get this opportunity too often to be in the same spot for that long. Yeah, it's really out of the ordinary. It was weird going to Iowa a day earlier than normal because we usually travel the day before. And we traveled it on uh, Wednesday to play on Friday. So we had that full day off, and it was weird. We had to work at it um, to fill it up. And then um, coming here, that's why we didn't go straight to Oklahoma City. Going home, we just didn't want to go do that because um, we were done with school. And we, the dorms aren't even open, so we're in hotels there too. So coming here with Inky was awesome. We're going to get there tonight. Tomorrow, we just got to figure out what we're going to do to our, with ourselves. But we're going to spend a good amount of time kind of zeroing in on the information that we have about Penn State. Now, I remember you telling me earlier this year when we were chatting about your team, and they told you, said, yes, we definitely remember that match. Uh, there was some discussion about last year's loss to Penn State before you guys played them earlier this year. How much talk will there be about the history between these two teams, do you think, between the players, and how much will you address at all the history between your program and that of Russ Rose? Well, you know, yeah, there is a long history way from way before I was at Stanford, and that's because both team, both programs have had a lot of great teams, and they've come face-to-face with one another a lot. And, you know, we lost to them in two straight Final Fours in the end of the 80s when we both had great – I'm sorry, that was a funny one – in the end of the yeah. 2000, 2008, 2007. And uh, they were great matches, two great teams. Penn State won both. We lost to them last year. So there's a lot of talk of history. And we kind of got it out earlier in the year. The, our team knows that we are very motivated from the last time we played them in the playoffs last year. It was a great match. They took it away from us when it counted the most, and then they went on and won. And if that were you, that that would be a huge motivation the whole year to not necessarily want to play them, but to get to here where we are right now and have the opportunity that we do. Um, Very motivated by it. We're not going to talk about it very much now um, because our team, we didn't get anything behind us, but we were really nervous for the Penn State match, and I had to ask him why afterwards, because that's not the way we are. Yeah. 
Um, and they said, Coach, no one here has beaten Penn State on our program. And so we we knew this mattered a lot because we wanted to kind of say, no, our, we have beaten them, and we can play with them. Even if we think we can, you got to show it. And so having that match did mean something to our players. And so now for us, hey, let's just go. It's just two teams playing. But you can't shed the history completely. Coach, your team was undefeated for much of the season until the next-to-last match of the year against Washington in Seattle. Uh, almost, what oh, was it, 8,600, almost 9,000 people on hand. Really the most anticipated match of the Pac-12 season and perhaps one of the most anticipated matches, uh, regular season matches of all time, uh, at least in recent memory. What was the effect of that match on your team that lost to Washington? Yeah, there was a big build-up to that. Um, and you know, it changed a little bit when Washington made a mistake on the road and, and got a couple losses, and that can happen because everybody's good. We just got lucky, and it didn't happen to us. And so the match changed a little because one of our goals is to win our conference, and if we did business later on in the week, we were going to have that happen. Um, so it gave a chance, the, both teams a chance just to play, which is kind of cool. Um, and what a great setting. Their gym is awesome to play in, and we know how comfortable they are there. And it was it just rocked. There were 8,500 people, and they were into it. Our team, uh, we went out and played our best um, in the moment, but they served great and took, it, took us out of it. And for us, that can be hard because our middles matter so much. Um, but it was amazing. And what it, you know, everybody kept saying, should you lose a match so you can learn from it? And my response was, no, be smart enough to learn no matter what the situation is. But then there's that ugly thing that happens in your stomach when you lose and you react to it. Um, and so our team has had the opportunity to respond to that. And I love their reaction. They've just been more and more determined as we've gone through this last week. Well, Coach, congratulations on getting to the Final Four. We look forward to the National Semifinal on Thursday. We're flying in Thursday morning, and uh, we look forward to a fantastic match between you guys and Penn State. Thanks. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for having us on here. All right, John Dunning, thanks for the time. They, you know they are busy, and we got to keep whipping between coaches here. I know you guys are sitting here listening to these coaches. You have some, some notes, some thoughts, but uh, we have to keep going because these guys are busy, and, and we've got them all scheduled back-to-back -back now. Let's get to the third ever unseeded team to make, you can't call it the Final Four, the National Semifinals. I can call it the Final Four. All we can call it the Final Four all <laughs> we want. It's actually a trademark thing for, uh, NBA, for basketball that uh, you <laughs> can't call it the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. but uh, as far as we're concerned, it is the Final Four. But this team, they got back a WNBA draftee, a woman who had a fantastic season last year as a, a junior or I guess a senior for basketball and is now back to volleyball, Jennifer Hampson, and has an incredible team around her, Amy Boswell, another fantastic athlete on that team, and Alexa Gray, really a nice team, one of the good guys in volleyball. We had him on last year. I think we had him on uh, a couple times. Sean Olmstead, welcome to the Net Live again. You guys thank you guys for uh for having me i just uh I, kevin i do want to say i know i've said to you on in private but hope you give me a few props for uh calling the taylor sander thing uh what two years ago maybe <laughs> you get full credit for that because he was amazing this year absolutely amazing but who cares about the men's game right now man you guys go uh, to the true. final four what an incredible run and what an incredible mustache you're still maintaining 
but it's uh, it's still here, and uh, you know there was a, an entire party waiting for us at the airport with mustaches and uh, whatever uh, magic that's brought or humor it's brought with the girls. I think it's more than anything just that, and so uh, we'll keep it rolling as long as we can. Well, that's fantastic. So you guys 3-0 Nebraska and really do a nice job against them. 21-20-21, a solid victory. Tell us about preparing for that matchup and what you think went right for your team. Yeah, you know, our girls, uh, I just felt the, the, the entire uh, this entire season, they've felt comfortable with uh, just in who they were. You know, hey, we can compete with anybody. We lost to Washington earlier in the season in, in a tough five-set match here at home. And, and then, we, you know, we had a good run through the WCC. And, and the girls have just felt comfortable there in that position. And, and they watched a little of that match between Washington and Nebraska. And, and they left that, that match knowing, hey, we can play with uh, – we can play with Nebraska and uh, our coaches, we pre prepared well and the kids, you know, stuck to our game plan and they obviously followed through and uh, played really well and, and kind of uh, executed it the way we wanted them to. Yeah. Blocking a huge part of your team this season. What makes you guys such a good blocking team? Yeah, I think my uh, my assistant, we were talking on the plane yesterday, and he said my answer to everybody that asked that is 6'7", uh, 6'4", six, six, <laughs> and I think 6'3", or something like that. So there's our response. There you go. Yeah, that's right along the lines of what makes a great coach. Well, great players make a great coach if yeah. you just bring in some players that are pretty good. Uh, coach, I felt like going into the tournament when, when Katie and I were in studio chatting about the entire field of 64 and trying to – to call our matches all the way through and fill out our bracket. I felt like the X factor for you guys was Alexa Gray, who performed exceptionally well down down the stretch for you guys against Nebraska. What, what's been good about Alexa lately? Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, Jen, uh, people know about Jen. They know uh, what's going on with Jen, and Jen really – was lights out against Arizona, was lights out against Florida State, and we knew we needed Alexa to, to, to be Alexa in that match against Nebraska, and, and that kid performed, and she was she was unreal. And uh, she's just an outstanding athlete, like you said earlier in the introduction, and she just uh, loves this role and loves being here, and she's excited to kind of keep going. Yeah, very cool. She had 11 kills, hit 310. That's huge, no doubt. Uh, who else do you think has really stepped up this year? Yeah, I like our liberos. You know, Sierra Parker's done an outstanding job. She kept us, you know, I, we're down 24-21 in that uh, match to Florida State, and that kid just came up with some plays, you know, that uh, kept the rally alive and kind of sucked some air out of uh, Florida State. Tia's done well for us back there, but, our, our, of course, both of our middles, I think, I don't follow the NCAA stats, so I don't know. But the last time someone talked to me, I think they were one and two. Mm -hmm. I don't know the last time any teams had number one and number two on the same squad. And so those kids have done a remarkable job as sophomores for us, both Whitney and Amy. And uh, it's just been a you know a collective uh, effort uh, of everybody. What's really scary for other teams is that both those players are redshirt sophomores, Amy Boswell and Whitney Young. That's going to be an unfortunate thing for the rest of the NCAA. Uh, how about your setter, Alohi Robin? Hardy uh first start in the elite eight <laughs> no uh no yeah in the elite eight yes yes tell me about uh, I, that I, change <laughs> yeah you know um 
we just as a staff we 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 liked what Alohi was doing she she was doing it every single day in practice and and we felt uh, she came in against Arizona and and we won that match and and then she came in against Florida State and uh, we felt that she was finally comfortable and ready to to kind of take the reins and, and start the match that was her first start and uh She's just, you know, mom was a UH player, dad was a UH uh, volleyball player, and the kid just, I don't know any other way to say, the kid's just a baller, and she's a dual sport athlete, so to be honest, Kevin, we, we get her very, not not very much, you know, she's sat out of a, a lot of practices because she's playing basketball, and so she's basketball practices before, and if they go a little longer, we've got to watch the hours with, with NCAA and, and all that stuff, and she wasn't even with us, uh, to be honest, she wasn't with us at all, I, I'm talking at all during double days she was there I think the first day and maybe the first two days and then she went to Spain with the basketball team and didn't even make it back for the first road trip so she didn't join us until after uh, we played our first uh, tournament at West Virginia so she had some catching up to do and, and she's catching up little by little. Sean I think what you need to do at this point is you need to go over to that basketball gym and just start recruiting girls away. I mean, you're dealing. They're just, stealing players for whole seasons. They're taking them away for half the time, and you're still making the final four. You you could have had two, three national championships by now. I should I should have. The basketball coach just minutes ago literally just came to my office. He said, "Okay, do, do I finally get a? You know, is, I told him, hey, hello, he's not practicing today. She's got finals, <laughs> and and he says, okay, do I have to stop talking to you in a week? I said, yeah, give me a week, and we'll be done talking." <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, what a situation. Uh, tell me about other reactions from inside your university, uh, third unseeded team ever to make the finals. People knew you were a good team, but maybe didn't know you were this good. What was, what has it been like on campus today and since you've gotten back? Yeah, honestly, Kevin, it's been crazy. I mean, uh, and, you know, uh, I try to just – I'll take all that, the the texts and the, and the, the emails just – you know, try to keep things for the kids. Just hey, it's it's another it's another opportunity to go compete and get better. That's what these kids have really, really enjoyed this year. Is just okay, getting in the gym and getting better. And so, but the reaction from the president, from alumni, you know, from guys like Hugh McCutcheon to Jason Watson, and 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 just the alum, you know, BYU's got a great volleyball tradition. So I've heard from from all those guys, and and they've been just so excited. Stayed, you know, telling me how late they stayed up watching our team play, and just. The excitement and and on campus with like I said presidents and vice president flew out for that match and president will be there for the match coming up it's just it's been really really crazy and exciting but it's what these girls deserve and it's fun to fun to be a part of all right so now you're preparing for a matchup with number two ranked Texas that one's coming up that's the first match on Thursday night there in Oklahoma City 7 p.m. match uh, tell me about Texas what do you know about them how far have you gotten into your prep at this point yeah, you know, we're, we've been grinding away. Uh, you know, we were here late last night. Um, I guess I shouldn't say that on the radio because we're Mormons and you shouldn't do that on Sunday. But um, <laughs> we, we got in late, and so we stayed here uh, getting everything prepared uh, to get going and start you know, to start that process. And so my coaches, they haven't stopped and I, I can't give them enough credit for everything. And we know we're preparing for just not a great team, just an outstanding program, you know, uh, 
Elliot's done an outstanding job there recruiting and training and competing. And so uh, it's, it, it is, you know, Texas is one of the premier programs in the country. It's uh, one that a lot of people look up to and we're excited. I, I can tell you our kids are just, they're chomping at the bit to go compete with the team with those guys. And we know that they're going to, you know, we're going to prepare, we're going to have a game plan and uh, we're going to, I believe we'll be comfortable with what they're going to be doing. And, and if we can execute our game plan, it's, it's like every other match we've competed in. We've been comfortable in that moment competing and, and getting better. Coach, uh, we have had NCAA violations on here before. We've had other issues that we've caused around the volleyball world, um, perhaps lawsuits for uh -oh. letting out information. But this might be our first ever uh, problem with God, uh, religious violation that's uh, been admitted to on the show. <laughs> so uh, way to make history on the program, Sean. <laughs> hey, I'm always like you said. I always, I'll, I'll pull, I'll pull the Joker out anytime. <laughs> well, Sean Olmstead, congratulations to you and to your team. We look forward to seeing you in Oklahoma City, and uh, good luck in the national semifinal against Texas. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks All right, for having thanks me for the, thanks for the time, uh, Sean Olmstead. Okay. What what an incredible job he has done up there at BYU. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm looking here, just his fourth season. Former coach Jason Watson, also good success there. I believe he went to the Elite Eight, if I'm remembering my facts correctly, uh, a number Arizona of years State, ago. Correct. Correct. At Arizona yep. State now, but yep. with, BYU, with BYU, I think BYU. he took him to the Elite Eight. I believe this is the uh, the first Final Four for BYU. Yep, I agree. Uh, pretty incredible. And there, there's your little tour. There. Where else are you going to get that volleyball public? Oh, well, we got one more to go. I know. I know. We still have Jared. <laughs> He's coming up at 11. Kevin patting himself on the back already. He's coming <laughs> up at 11. We're not done yet. <laughs> I, you're texting. Read pretty with my phone during the yeah, interview. Yeah, just to see if it would. I'm drinking. I'm looking at my materials. I yeah, mean, where geez, is what Reed? A, what a mayhem. Who? He can yeah. call in There's, and talk to Russ, but he can't. He's call been injured for six hand. months. He or calls whatever. in, talks to Russ, and then hangs up before we get back. <laughs> he's been injured. <laughs> I for think six he's avoiding months. us, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yet he's never. He's been here once. 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 Well, once? I was here for it. I witnessed it. Otherwise, we call. Apparently, we're snuggling in Oklahoma City, so I'll see Reed in a few days. Hey oh. Hey oh. Double occupancy. Uh, I, I will have a little drink. With I called the row. hotel and asked for just one bed. <laughs> <laughs> a twin? Yeah. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. I'm missing this. I don't oh, take up much room. Boy. I don't take up much room, Reed. I it's a fine. Single twin bed, please. Yes. I got a couple of things out of there. Uh, Inky is one of a kind from Russ Rose speaking about Inky Ajanaku of Stanford. Uh, I agree. That I, woman is going to have an incredible and long career. You know, former Stanford coach Don Shaw put a post on his uh, Facebook the other day of that clip of her block, and she is. I think she was reaching over and grabbing popcorn from row three. It was unbelievable how far she penetrated that net. If I'm a starting middle on the USA women's national team right now, and I know who Inka Janaku is, yeah. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, yeah I would be too. have been with them already. So yeah, she's gnarly. She she's going to be really good. Uh, I also like Russ's quote, worrying about things you can control. He addressed that. And he might be watching too much video, but I like, I like that things you can control. If I was a coach, I would spend less time on the other team and more time on me. Yeah. More time on my team and what we could do to control, to dictate, to get better. That always frustrated me on the national team. It, it felt like we spent so much time talking about an opponent and not as much time talking about video of us. And then we, we started doing some different things. But I, I was more concerned with, here's what I can do. Yeah. Well, and and then you can add on to that a bit with the scouting report. But I think coaches get so wound. Well, they're adding other things to that, too. If you think about the environment the kids are in, like, what can you control? You can't control necessarily your, your travel bits. You can't control, you know, once you're in the match, what the, you know, what the arena is like. 
Well, you, and, and you can't control what the referees do. You have to be prepared to play the match that's happening in front of you. If you, if you, if you talk to the coaches that have been there before, and coaches that have been around for a while, what they 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 all know that the basic standard of the game is really played on our side of the net. All we're trying to do is is maybe we look at some tendencies and try to figure some things out. But we've got to worry about us more than we got to worry about them. And I think that's the that's the standard for the game. Well, at this point in the season, too, don't you really know what you're coming up against yeah. at this point? Well, maybe not because you might be getting a team that you haven't seen. Now, we do have teams that, that have seen each other here in Penn State and Stanford. But BYU and Texas haven't played. And if you look through the bracket – there are all kinds of teams that have not played. Texas didn't play North Carolina, did not play Colorado State, I imagine. I'd have to go back and look, but the odds are they did not. Texas did play. I thought they did because they're Big, they're big 12. No, Colorado State moved conferences. That's right. So so that you're getting non-conference opponents gotcha. a lot, yeah. and you may have seen them. It's just happenstance that Stanford and Penn State played each other early on. I mean, if you look back at some of these other ones, Washington and Nebraska – I don't know if they had they played, played this, this year. year. They hadn't played this no. year, but they, they, they frequently had matched up. No. Obviously, Stanford had seen Oregon State before, yeah. but hadn't seen Florida. Right. I had a lot of things written down from all these, these three coaches, and one of the things that, that keeps being brought up is blocking and about BYU being the best blocking team in the country. And I, I'm not so sure that that's a determining factor. We've done the research. We've seen the stats. Your best blocking teams in the country block with three, game, three balls a game. And so you're getting a three-point differential in the beginning, which, granted, three points is a lot. But if your average team is going one-and-a-half to two-and-a-half, that's not a huge difference. I don't think blocking is really going to be the key difference between this whole thing. Well, it's still attacking. It's still serve and pass. That's and that really depends on if you're talking blocking for points or if you're talking what the block is doing to affect the hitters on the other that's side of the net. That's correct. Absolutely And so correct. when a, a, maybe the team's blocking three balls a game, but are they changing their shots? Are they making the other team do something that's they're uncomfortable with? That's very and that's, true. I'm going to... I mean, BYU's so, flat-out size is going to be the reason that a lot of that is going to be... That's very true. So what we need to do as coaches is we need to start talking about blocking in a different format. I, 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 I'm, I, I don't like hearing we had eight blocks the match. What I'd like to hear is we had 10, controlled, uh, 10 control blocks that we transitioned and hit 750 in the end. Or I'd like to hear that we channeled everything to our best digger who ended up getting 23 digs for the match, and we ended up transitioning 16 of those 23 digs into kills. That makes more sense, at least to the coach, than it does for the average fan. The average fan just wants to see the big stuff. Are you, are you trying yeah, to tell the us? Average, you can't parcel that for the average fan. So you're trying to tell us that's what Russ is writing in that little notebook no. when we're sitting on no, the... No, 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 no. That's, that's he knows. It's his office mate. <laughs> they share a desk, for crying out loud. <laughs> no, it, it's... They might the, share cigars, but outside of that, I'm not sure. I tell that. you right now, it's what the best coaches in the country are talking about. It has nothing to do with uh, what these guys are doing, I'm sure, although I'm sure they're looking at that. But your coaches are looking at that information and they're putting it into pl- into play when they're practicing and when they're playing. That's what they're looking at. I guarantee it. And if they're not, they should be. So what you're saying is like just because you don't get an absolute roof, you make the hitter do something they don't want to do. That's Absolutely. still a good block because the blocker's done their job and Abs- there four you get a dig side out and you score. There's well, there's four different types of blocks. There's the stuff block. There's the control touch. There's the channel. There's the change of the swing, which yep. results in an error. And there's the just hey, it's a it's a kill, and gotcha. so you're, you're, it's a it's a block error. But you're you're getting three of those are good scenarios for you. Yep. And you've seen small teams in the past. They're not stuff blocking a ton of balls, but they're slowing things down. Courtney Thompson is one of the best blockers for just touching everything. She just slows it down. 
So that's that to me, I think, is a stat that needs to be changed for the future. And you're right, Barney. Maybe the average fan we can't parcel it out and, and say this was a great control stuff, uh, control block. But we can, as coaches, say that player should be on the court more than this player because they're doing more with their hands. Yeah. Well, and they're they're doing their blocking assignments correctly. They're taking yes. away what they're being asked yes. to take. They're covering, and you know, it's something that you know I have coached at relatively lower levels in the last seven years, and we're talking about you know, what the what the purpose of blocking is. And it's not to stuff balls. You're not scoring huh? more than three points a game. <laughs> you're a you're a peeper to nay disciple. You're a peeper so, to yes, nay. You think everything's about stuff blocking. Blocking is the first line of, of offense for you guys. We have <laughs> <laughs> no, offense is the first line of offense. <laughs> I don't know what you... We do not take players if they are under 6'7 at, pe- at peeper to nay. Big goon you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But yes. I mean, that's something that we talk about with our athletes, understanding that you're when you're blocking, you're not going to stuff many, but you're not scoring points off your block unless you're doing it in ways outside of putting the ball down right off well, the Well, if you, if you are looking for your stuff blocking to be your major part of your offense, you are not the winning best many teams games. are only getting three a match. So good luck. Good luck 25-3, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had three sick stuff blocks. <laughs> yeah, with your Batman cape socks. Man. Oh, those are out? sweet. Are you wearing those today? No, I'm not. Oh, oh. for crying out Special loud. occasions only. I had to put pants on today, Jay. It was like 55 degrees when I walked out of the house. <laughs> well, you don't have a beanie on in your Ugg boots, so I'll give you a pass. That's correct. You know what I, I thought also was a neat Still wearing comment. the flip-flops, case. you're wondering. Listen, I'll be wearing the flip-flops if it's 20 degrees outside. We've seen snowing. pictures. Yeah. I got yes. the Christmas card yesterday. There you there go. go. <laughs> that was a great one. Uh, you know, I heard... I oh, it's heard, unopened uh, in there. I, <laughs> I heard uh, I, I heard Olmstead talk about multiple sport athlete on his team, and I think it's... There's a couple of them. I, I think that's refreshing, and the reason it's refreshing is these student athletes uh when you focus so much on one sport you get burnt out not physically because listen physically these athletes can handle whatever you throw at them i don't buy into the notion that if you're a volleyball athlete and you're training to play basketball that you're going to get more tired you're going to be a different condition athlete but you're still going to be conditioning and that's what good athletes do but the fact that they're multiple sport athletes they come back to the gym fresher mentally they come back to the gym with different strategies and different ways to work around challenges. That is so good, and I wish we saw more of that. I'm so tired of seeing single-sport athletes that coaches won't allow to go out and do different things. So good for you, Olmstead, for allowing that girl and her other sport coach, for allowing her or those girls to be able to play different sports in college. I think Well, that's a, good that's a big reason she's at BYU and not UH. That's a good point. That's I mean, the Hawaii basketball coach would not let her do both. They yeah. already had one in Kaylee Adolfo who was playing both sports, and they weren't going to essentially take two scholarships from basketball that would end up being major volleyball players. Yeah. And that's, you know, the reason she's not back that's, there. That's, that's, that's such a, a tough situation for, for the coaches. It's a tough situation On both for sides. anyone. Why? But What's you, tough about it, Barney? Isn't it better for the student to yes. have as much opportunity as possible? What if, well, if they're, they're really good at volleyball? What if they're good at volleyball and basketball? And they could play national teams or or, or pro on either one. Which one am I going to be better at? Which one am I going to like more when I get older? I don't know yet because I'm just came out of high school. Which one do I want to do? Why is it bad, Barney? Why why is it not? good? No, I said it's difficult. I didn't say it's bad. I said okay. it's so difficult, difficult for the sorry. coach to allow that to happen to make that decision because if I'm looking at two players who are probably about the same, okay, because th- there's a duplicate of everybody out there, right? Aside yep. from one or two athletes, there are a, there's a duplicate of somebody out there that. You look at them and say, well, this player wants to play hoops, so I'm only going to have them for half the time maybe. I'm going to have to deal with the basketball coach and what they want. There's going to be a lot of conversation and not necessarily drama, but at least a lot of logistics around that player versus the other player 
who you go, oh, I could have this player full-time. We could probably maximize her a little bit more. She'll get better. She'll have more hours playing the sport. And right now they're about the same. I think they have the same potential. It's hard to make the choice to take that first athlete. What school are you, first of all, coaching? Well, what school am I coaching? Yeah, that, that, I don't matters. coach anywhere. I think it matters. And are we counting stand volleyball as a second sport now? Because then we have a lot of dual sport athletes. Yeah. Well, then we can talk about Troy Tanner not being at Pepperdine anymore, we which could. those folks but, but, that no, watched thought... everything last Monday, I think it was late Monday afternoon, I got a text right after the show saying Tanner out at Pepperdine. That was me telling And then it you, happened. It? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of people giving me some info. Katie Charles right on top of it. Well, here's, here's, my, here's the reason why it does matter. If you are um, Cal State Hayward, and you have a two-sport athlete. Hayward. I'm just, I'm just saying. Hey, a small I was a two-sport athlete. Is there a Hayward? Yeah, there is. A, there is. Is that a prison East school? East Bay. Now they changed Bay. it. Yeah. Is that a prison Jim, school? Jim Spagel. Folsom. Is the coach. How's that? For Folsom. A you. But uh, no, the uh, uh, if you're a smaller school, I think that opportunity is better for your athletes because you usually don't have the kind of training schedule, the kind of athletic schedule that, uh, and 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 the rigors that go along with it, and the time commitment that a major Division One school does. I think you've got to. I think you got to take that into consideration. And BYU is not a small school. No. It's a mid-major, but it's still a school that does have top-caliber athletes. And to allow them to be able to. Uh, to be able to do two different sports is uh, remarkable and good for them. I played both my first year at Juniata. There you go. My See? body said no after one year, but <laughs> <laughs> mentally well, I was that feeling good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mentally, mentally, though, you're fresh. I it's was actually nice terrible at volleyball. So. Well, and I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to go on a limb and say that people aren't saying you can't be on the debate team and the checkers team at the same time. Well, wait, <laughs> yeah, whoa, checkers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There isn't a checkers team. Chess, there'd be checkers, chess. Yeah. whatever. Checkers. Whatever. Chinese checkers? Sure. <laughs> it's entirely confusing. I have no idea how to play that Chinese one. Jacks? Anybody remember Chinese Jacks? <laughs> Am I really just... There's nobody in the China named Jack. The oh, there's like... Jack Ma. You don't remember Chinese Jacks with the little plastic rings and you put them on the back of your hand? You, can't... you don't remember this? No. Oh, my. Matt Gardhoff, put a picture of Chinese Jackers, please. On the... Was Chinese that some Jack. sort of SoCal like thing? that anytime we need a photo, it's Matt's <laughs> responsibility <laughs> to Gardhoff, do something. I grew up in Southern California. I know what Hello Kitty is. I know what Chinese jacks are. <laughs> this is what we did where I grew up. Hello, you, Kitty. You played, you played with Hello Kitty? That's my my wait, twin what? stars. Like, come I on, you guys don't that. know this stuff. Oh, goodness. All right, listen, we've got Jared Elliott in a couple minutes. Let's take a quick break here on the Net Live. We want to make sure we first thank 6'8 Clothing Company. If you know anyone 6'3 or above and you need a Christmas present for them, Right now, 6.8 has a huge sale going on all their denim. I believe it's 50% off. They also have brand-new flannels that are all awesome-looking. 6.3 or above, these people need some fashion in their life. Help them out. Go to 6.8clothingcompany.com. That is the letters 6, S-I-X, plus the number 8, clothing.com. You can also find them on Amazon. They have supported this show all year long since last year, meeting them at convention, and you should support them as well. TNL10 will get you 10% off your first order, so get on over to 68.com right Do now. It. We'll be right back on the Net Live. Gardhoff's never heard of Chinese checkers. <sighs> Forget the wins, it's 
Jeremy, way to kick it up a notch right there. Who is that? <laughs> uh, X Ambassadors, I believe. X Ambassadors or Current? X. X Ambassadors. The X Ambassadors. Equis. I didn't think they'd have a lot of talent. I think I thought X Ambassadors were just uh, people who made a lot of contributions to your political campaign. Yeah. And weren't really talented at much except giving away money. Jay, this would have to deal with when Kevin starts trying to talk music <laughs> stuff every week. And it's just, I don't know, know what to do. Just sit in the corner over here and don't talk. I wish I was here to save you every week, Jeremy. I Welcome back here. to the Net Live, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Barnett, Jay Hasek, Katie Charles, DJ Jeremy Roche, a.k.a. Tech Guy. And when Carl France, we don't even have enough. We, we need a bigger board nowadays. At least, at we least don't today. Don't have a headset for Carl. At today. least We're today, we need a bigger board. It would be nice to have a, a real round table every week. That'd be kind of fun. No, what we need, we really need a garage space with a couch, chilling out, Ooh. playing some vids. We need an old stand-up super spike. I've got. I told you, I've got the guy. Jason up north is the guy that you need to talk to. We need a super spike. That's what we. we he need. has it. He he could build you a cabinet, customized, good to go. Jason Hilbert is his name. Played at Santa Clara. Club team back in the day when I was in college. Really? Yeah. Did you guys lose to him? No, we beat Santa Clara. <laughs> okay, thank you. We're going to get some more sponsors. So they they at the were really bad this year, <laughs> and then Kevin will add another addition onto his house, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll be good to go. It's going to take a year, but we'll get there. Yeah. yeah, he will. He will totally dial you up, man. He's the man. It he took a whole year of the show to buy half of that heater over there. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's only from, it's only from the pocket change you were finding in the couch for those of us sitting upstairs. That's right. where my bonus went then. Okay. First outdoor show on NetLive recorded and history. Multiple guests, live at least, and yeah. it's going swimmingly. By the way. 
Yeah, do we Sam's have, do we have Jared, keep an eye out for him? I will have to text Kevin. Jared Elliott yet to go. I may not be a tech guy, but I do know my job on the show, and I have to see yeah. callers call You in. might have told him the wrong time because I'm pretty sure it would be noon. His or oh, I guess it would be 1 o'clock there. Is it 1 oh, there, oh, we're going to try that again. You want to walk that one back, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so we've had Russ Rose, we've had Sean Olmstead, and John Dunning. Thank you to all three of them for kindly giving their time before this final four. Kindly. We're still looking for uh, Jared Elliott. He will be arriving. We've had uh, several weird conversations uh, with him via text <laughs> to find out. Uh, we also have information on the FIVB versus the Brazilian Federation and the corruption findings. Mm. Hey, maybe volleyball will go the way of soccer. If we have as much corruption as FIFA, maybe we'll get popular. Sepp Blatter is still president, know. so we know that Ari, Ari Gross <laughs> is not leaving. But, uh, but yeah, maybe we'll get more money. I have a question about that, and I haven't delved too much into it. But yeah, in every, like, as a business guy myself, like, I usually tend to do business with my friends and family and stuff like that. I, I need to delve more into what he's doing that is wrong, per se. Some people are curious about where all the money is gone, so maybe some people are getting more than they should, potentially, is wrong. kind of what I'm looking at. Wrong is different than unusual. So I think what he's but doing is in no way unusual. <laughs> Correct. But I, I, whether it's wrong, uh, it's, it's well, a if, subjective statement. If you look at it from a political from political terms, if, if there's nothing wrong with... It's completely with, fine, then. I know. <laughs> but, 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 totally uh, normal. I'll give you an example of schools. Let's say they want to get a new flooring system put into their gym. Okay? And like so UCLA what, had what to you have to do... Yeah, exactly. Minor insurance. water damage. Insurance. Yeah. If you are a public company and you're not private, you are supposed to, by law, they have guidelines and bylaws where yeah. you have to get a certain amount of bids from various uh, entities in your city or outside of your city. Right. And you are supposed to get all those bids. You take the top, or you take the top, the medium, and the and the and the bottom. You take them to your committee, and the committee votes on it. There's a committee that actually says we're going to go with this company. Well, when you, the corruption that's going on, at least from my understanding, is that there is none of that public bidding process going on. They are literally handing the jobs to certain people, saying. You wash my hand, I wash yours, here you go. Thanks for your vote in the past, by the way, and here's your multi-million dollar contract. Whether or not that's the case or not, I don't know, but that's we're gonna, that's where it becomes wrong and, 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 and a challenge. We're going to get Cam Kerr to call in because yeah, Volleyball, Volleyball Source magazine had a good article about it and kind of explained it, and I think Cam is pretty well on top of it. But the gist of what I've read says a lot of the money that came in was given as performance bonuses or straight out given to companies that people had an interest in or flat out a relative owned that then did business with the FIVB. So it's just nepotism, crazy nepotism, which is not unusual anywhere. It's uh, illegal, though, in a lot of companies. Yeah, it's illegal, but there's a lot and of stuff a lot of happens. Especially Brazilian players are speaking out on it, and technically, in the rules, they are not allowed to say negative things about the yeah. FIVB. Yeah. <laughs> the clown noses might have been a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> Could you imagine what we would have done if any of our teams in the country would have worn, you know, some kind of an outspoken garment of sorts, whether it's a clown nose or devil horns or a you banana know, slug? Yeah, banana. Geez, that's a huge one right there, banana slug. But who's you know, wearing clown noses? I'm missing this one. In the article that Cam sent, one of the in the club teams, a lot of the Brazilian players are playing on the club team, and they all wore clown noses um, in solidarity protest. And who is the the representative uh, that plays for Brazil? What's his name? Uh, starts with an E. And an, an, Andre. Andre. Uh, apparently, Endress. Endress, that's the guy. Yeah. Apparently, he's the player rep, and they're all saying that he is part of the corruption. He is the one that is. Well, they find Murillo. 
like a thousand bucks, which yeah. to Murillo, a thousand dollars is like, oh, geez, I dropped five dollars on the ground. But there's also ten match suspensions for somebody for a coach, I think. And Resende. Yeah, I mean that's a huge deal. I mean, I don't know what their next ten matches are. It could be against. <laughs> it could be against, Guadalajara. <laughs> yeah, it's against Tunisia They're and against uh, you know Ecuador. Namibia. Yeah, but uh, you know it's the Guadalajaran local regional <laughs> team of Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, and that kind of stuff is a little bit of a of a bummer. But you know, our sport. Uh, is now becoming internationally known, but it's still second behind soccer. And now, sure enough, corruption's not far behind. Well, it's no surprise to me that, that that's going on. If you look at the previous administration and the enrichment of the previous FIVB president, huh, maybe. now he did grow the game, so maybe some people call it a commission, but it's a pretty <laughs> big commission. It was a, yeah, well, it was a big do, commission. Well, do we not re- uh, remember Nick Lewin for the AVP? Who? Yeah, exactly. Who? Was there not some kind of stuff going on with him? Can you hold on a second? A, yeah, was he just a bad business? Reed would like to call in it's his BFF. And he's <laughs> yeah, gonna, he's Reed's going to defend his, his best buddy. Is, that, right. is well, that really Reed's friend? Let's move on to somebody who's a BFF of someone who used to be on this show, Oops. a loose connection to the program. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah, Chris, Chris <laughs> McGee used yeah, to be on this program. Who? He used to give a pump-up speeches. He might have to give Think another on. one via phone because he's just too busy with the Lakers. But his buddy has made the Final Four for the 30th time and already has one national championship to his credit. Could this be the year of the second? Welcome into the show. Jarrett Elliott. Jarrett. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for calling in. Congratulations on making another Final Four. Tell us a little bit about your road to the Final Four with your team going through Northwestern State, Arizona State, Colorado State, Boy, all the, all through the states, and then you got North Carolina. I mean, you should have had the Wolf Pack there. But uh, tell us about those victories. You know, I think uh, you know we started off the, the first round, and you know it was a team that was you know made won their conference tournament, was hot at the end of the year, but you know, at the end of the day um, came into our gym and played. You know, they played really well. They came in, they weren't um, scared of us, which was, and they challenged us, and they played some great defense and. Uh, you know, we didn't play at the level that we can. Uh, caused a little bit of chaos for us, and you know, we ended up winning in three. Um, but had a good talk with our team afterwards, and you know, they came out extremely motivated against a good Arizona State team that has gone five with a lot of great teams, including Stanford, and just thought we played uh, very well and very steady, um, and were able to advance uh, to play Colorado State, who had beaten Colorado. Um, again, I thought we played really steady, and we're just we're good, and. Um, and played North Carolina and won a battle that was very, very close. And, um, you know, our team showed a lot of grit, winning the fourth game 31-29. And, uh, you know, Joe Segula's team at North Carolina uh, has really, really improved, and they've got some phenomenal athletes. And um, it's fun to see, you know, new programs come to the top. And he's in that echelon right now. And uh, we just, we're just happy to be advancing and, and moving forward. That's what this tournament's about. How different is the prep when you're facing a team like UNC that you have not faced before, really don't have a history with? Well, you know, we were a little disappointed last year when we lost to Wisconsin. Our, our girls felt like um, you know, Wisconsin played extremely well. Uh, we didn't come in with the emotional uh, motivation that we needed, and I think they've learned that lesson. And so, um, you know, I thought we were very focused from the very get-go. I thought we played at a very high level, and, you know, I thought North Carolina played very, very well. And if we weren't in that right mindset, I think we would have ended up coming home um, with a loss. And so I, there's a lot of experience in our program. There's a lot of tradition. And I think the upperclassmen have done a good job in terms of teaching the young ones 
um, how important each match is and not to evaluate the team that we're playing as previous match as well. We talked to John Dunning of Stanford earlier and asked him about that lo- the loss they had to Washington late in the year. You guys had a loss to Oklahoma. It ended a, a home match winning streak and a conference winning streak that was massive up in the 30s and 40s. What was the effect of your team, the net effect of that Oklahoma loss? Well, it's interesting. We, we lost to Oklahoma here, and we just played very poorly, and they played well. And we just, you know, we didn't manage our game well. We were just very error-prone and, you know, reception-wise, service-wise, hitting-air-wise, and we just didn't do a good job of that. And we responded in a good fashion. But the match you not mentioned was we lost to Florida, the very last match of the season here mm-hmm. in five games. And uh, it was a very high-level match. I'm glad that we scheduled that. I think it got us uh, in the right frame of focus. And, you know, we lost in 2012 the last match, so I'm I'm hoping there's a – a coincidence that happens <laughs> losing the last match of the season. I'm looking at your roster here, and I, I see a lot of familiar names. I didn't get a chance to see you guys play this year, but I see a lot of familiar athletic names. Tell me about the character of this team this year. What's unique about the 2014 Longhorns? You know, I, I think we've got great chemistry. We've got a, a group that uh, enjoys playing with one another. They're committed to each other. They were here all summer long. And most importantly, they just have a good time. I don't even know if you got to see the, the video after after we won uh, in the locker room. But, it's uh, you know, they enjoy just being around each other. And I think when you have chemistry and when you have a little bit of uh, that kind of chemistry, it bodes well for a team. Um, we, have a, we have a team that's a lot more balanced than we've seen in previous years, um, you know, it's not just the Bailey and the Haley show mm-hmm. uh, over and over again. You know, we've got good balance with our 6-2. We've got a lot of players that can step up and play some different positions and um, you know, be able to score and, and, and hurt teams based on the scouting report that we have. You guys go from one unknown in UNC to another in BYU. Uh, what do you know about BYU? What does your preparation look like for them? Well, we just started, you know, I've just started watching film actually about 25 minutes ago. And, you know, they're a gold medal square team. They're going to do what they do. They're not going to, you know, waver from that. And they're going to be very, very efficient and um, play at a high level and, and manage their game well. So, um, you know, we've seen this before when we played teams like Washington or Kansas State. And you know, we just got to be prepared. And, and, you know, at this level, there's, there's some – it's a lot about how, what you, how you manage your game on your side of the net, emotionally, physically. Uh, are able to kind of follow some of the scouting reports that we try to uh, attack. But, um, you know, they're a good team. They're, that's why they're in the, the Final Four. So, um, you know, it's been happening a lot more lately. I think it was last year was Wisconsin. The year before it was Michigan. You know, you're starting to see a lot more parity in our sport. And uh, it's great for it. And uh, we're excited just to have the opportunity to compete against them. Seems like a pretty easy travel day for you guys. Is that an advantage for you, how close it is to you compared to perhaps the rest of the, the teams that are in the Final Four? Well, we actually chartered to um, to Minnesota, but we're we're getting on the bus. Ooh! And uh, we'll be driving about six hours and and going that direction. So we'll load up some coolers and have the girls rest a little bit, watch some movies, and uh, just kind of relax. And we'll head off to Kevin Durant's uh, new restaurant in Oklahoma City. Um, hopefully, he shows up at some point and gives us a little pregame speech. Um, but we'll see if he can battle Geeter's speeches. I know Geeter's too busy for you guys, but. He's still riding with Texas. <laughs> he hasn't lost all his affiliations with his Lakers situation. <laughs> I love it. The Durant. Right He's busy. I mean, we're, we're getting pregame speeches in cars. We're getting them in in hallways. We're getting them in different locations, but uh, we're still getting them somehow. I thought it was going to be in cars, on a train, in a plane, on a bus. It was going to be like green eggs and ham with Geeter. Uh, that would be pretty good. Uh, 
just give me give me an idea of your view of this Final Four and what you've learned from previous trips. Of course, national champion a couple of years ago. What's different about you, and what will you do differently because of your own experience? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think you know, coaching is you know is is you continue to learn about yourself and about how to manage and. You know, I think the collegiate game, the X's and O's are, are really important. You got a staff that can can handle that and train that. But I think the key, you know, to be successful over a period of time is understanding your puzzle at your school and how to be able to make that work and how to manage the people that are involved with your program and you know, ultimately take away the stress from the players and let them just do what they need to do is focus on competing and playing and you know, we've already taken care of finals. Um, they're done with those, so they'll have a chance to just kind of relax this week and uh, catch up some to rest and uh, just go about the same. We'll go about the things the same exact way. Um, you, you so you know when you get into the final four, you want to over prep. You want to do over things. So many things with your team, and I think that's where you can make a lot of mistakes. The staff will watch a ton of film, but we won't do anything that we haven't done throughout the entire year. So our routines are the same. They're confident in that, and I think that shows them that you know there's confidence from our coaching staff in terms of how we're going to go about this business. Um, I think it's an exciting Final Four. I think it's going to be, you know, I think Penn State is extremely hot, and, you know, the number one correlation to winning is hitting percentage, and their numbers are off the charts right now. So, um, you know, they, they probably should have been a higher seed just based on the level of play they can play out. But, you know, they played – Russ always does a great thing for his alumni and brings all those coaches in, and some of those teams' RPI are so low that it really hurt them overall uh, in the seeding. And then, obviously, I think Stanford played almost a near-perfect match um, against Florida and are just playing and maybe peaking at the right time. And, you know, BYU feels really good about themselves in, in terms of them coming through without being seated and being some very good teams. And, um, you know, I think we're playing we're playing really steady and, and playing at a high level. And so I think it's wide open. Uh, I think it's good for our sport. And we'll see kind of what kind of fans and the support that we get at OKC. But we're excited about it. You know, it's so hard to get to the Final Four. And we're, we're blessed to be able to go back again. Jared, it seems like you have been solving the puzzle at your school. Congratulations on another Final Four. Good luck in that national semifinal against BYU. First game of the night on Thursday. I know uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll be there in, in Oklahoma City. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you. All right, Jared Elliott from Texas, Great. kind enough to give us uh, some more time here on the Net Live. And uh, Durant's Restaurant. Well, I didn't know, but maybe that's the location for our uh, Net Live dinner. You have, you have to absolutely. Hold on, hold on. You have to absolutely love uh, the coaches that know how to press and and pump the programs any way they can. You know, hey, we're chartering here. Hey, we're going to this restaurant. Oh, by the way, it's owned by an alumni. I mean, there's all these, <laughs> there's all this pumping that goes on with these programs, and rightfully so. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just it's awesome to hear some of these guys doing this. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for good internet access on my flight because I will be on a cross-country flight at the time that BYU and Texas are playing. So you're I'm not going either. Some volleyball fans, you two jokers are. Uh, hello, NCAA. Um, please shift the date that, earlier. The net live? <laughs> please. Why did Katie shift. just point at me? That is my fault that she's on a cross-country <laughs> flight. Kevin. Please, out audio, Kevin. Please stop know. putting the uh, the final four five days before Christmas. That's all. Yeah, I it's difficult. It's, it's so rough. tough. Let me tell you, flights from uh, OKC to Philadelphia weren't looking so hot. So. Yeah, I can't imagine that. <laughs> hot by, you mean like the price of tickets? Then oh, it would yeah. be very hot, scorching <laughs> even. I like a couple of quotes there. I love that puzzle quote. You need to solve the puzzle at your school. Yeah. Uh, Jared, making reference to the fact that each situation is so different at each one of these schools, and the success at one school does not translate well, to another school The other thing we've heard from almost every coach is 
taking care of business on their side of the net. You know, I they're love all that. talking yep. about preparation. Manage your side of the net. Yeah. And it's it's because if you watch in a film, you, you have an idea of what the other team's going to do, but you have to expect that they're also going to be making adjustments in the week leading up. They're going to be solidifying what they do well. They're going to be working to add a, a kink or a wrinkle that the other teams haven't seen. So we're going to be Or a crinkle. hey oh. Wow. <laughs> what? But well, and 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 you know, he also mentioned, and and we talked about it earlier. It's all about attacking. That's the stat that matters the most. And what are the two different types of attacking? It's in system and out of system. And so, if you're a good defending you team, can. then you've got to be able to. De- you got to hit out of system. Can you if you're a him? good serve receive I team, then you're going to hit in system. And so, it's just a matter of what you can do to make your program uh, maximize uh, what you do well. So, it's just attacking, serve and pass. It's, things are not going well <laughs> over at the computer <laughs> side of things today. You Jeremy's know what it is? Not happy. You know what it is, Jeremy? You're the only one here not having a beer, and that you're the only one having problems. So, I think you need strange, to strange, Jeremy. You you said you were on board with the drunk show, but check, check. You there, now you're stupid back. son of a. <laughs> Speaking of people who are super religious and don't drink on, but on rare occasions. Yes, read pretty. Hey, oh. Are you prepared to talk about NCAA volleyball? Because if not, we got to hang up right now. (laughs) You know what, Kevin? uh, First of all, uh, I was calling to talk about Christmas bonuses, but it appears that you guys are. uh, I'll take Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So, uh,. No, no, I have not. I, I just learned who was in the final four by listening to Jarrett. So thank you, Jarrett, for uh, <laughs> me in the final four. I've, I have 100% uh, left volleyball, and uh, I, I've decided that the only way for volleyball to succeed is for somebody to have so much money that they can just float it for about 10 to 20 years, like the MLS. And shoots. Philip and shoots kind of money. Mark uh, Cuban. I'm doing my best to. Uh, Go down that route, and I'll see you guys in about 20 years. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Perfect. Breaking news on the net live. <laughs> Read Pretty about to open a bunch of uh, volleyball and Christian-themed restaurants across the United States. <laughs> I, I am telling you, we need to find a Mark Cuban who wants to sponsor Major League Volleyball. It needs to be a person like that that's going to do it. What's Zuckerberg doing these days? Yeah, He's yeah. kind of a nerd. I don't he think might you guys were listening. Volleyball and making money don't, don't work together. Not unless you're the president. You can make some money personally. <laughs> Only if you're willing to take a huge fine. <laughs> huge fine? It, this is kind of like the Wall Street traders. Like, go ahead and find me $3 million. Ooh, it's a big fine. It's $3 million. Yeah. Bucks. yeah. yeah. He made $60 million over the last three years. Yeah. I'll give away three off the top. No problem. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, Reed Pretty, uh, you know, there has been some massive confusion in the volleyball world, and we'd like you to clear it up. Uh, rumor had it all summer. Uh, reports from my own broadcast uh, on World League <laughs> that you had injured one of your knees only to have Mikasa follow it up with a, uh, a report that you had injured, in fact, the other knee. And strangely, that knee did not have a scar on it. Uh, but can you clarify which knee was hurt and do you have an ongoing recovery? Okay. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I tore my right ACL. Okay. Okay. And so, for three weeks, I had one injured knee. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, during surgery, we decided to graft, take the graft from my left patella knee. So, okay. the major scar is on my left, okay. but the major surgery was on my right. Aha! Uh-huh. So, 
<laughs> it's actually both and. Totally confusing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're recovering yeah. from two inches. Yeah. And All right. For for the record, when I was when I was shown that that ad, I brought that to their attention. <laughs> and what was their quote? I and or Reed was confused about which name. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that, that's the deal. But but hey, I'm jumping now. Single leg jumps. Whoa! Oh yeah, nice. Uh, Me too. We on, on same Friday. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all in right now. I like it. So, are you actually spiking balls, or are you doing controlled jumping? If if I needed to spike balls right now, I I probably could. But we've decided to put together a timeline that has me being ready um, in the springtime. And so it's it's uh, I certainly could do some things on the volleyball court right now. Since there's not a team here. And we could get a little bit more extra time doing running mechanics, jumping mechanics, sort of doing a whole bunch of foundational training. That's where we're deciding to uh, spend the majority of our time. I like that quote, if I had to. It immediately had me thinking of scenarios under which you would have to spike balls to save the world or for uh, world peace or something that was uh, effective. If you, quote, had to spike balls right now, I could not think of a scenario that would fill that in. So uh, uh, so you're filling your time with uh, not only planning your Anschutz-like domination of some sort of industry, but also playing golf and maybe developing your own team in these Sinners and Saints, for those that have listened to the show for a year, uh, tournament? <laughs> well, I was traded. Um, I was redeemed. <laughs> As it were, you traded or you put on waivers. You weren't a good enough uh, sinner, so they put you back on the Saints team. <laughs> we're drinking already this morning, so we're on the sinners group for sure. I am sure. definitely on the sinners. <laughs> group. Absolutely, and in good company, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reality, everyone, is that we're all sinners. In the of God. Don't yes. come at me with your Christianity but. on the show, Reed Pretty. <laughs> yeah, it, you know that's just the reality, Kevin. And, uh, that's, that's just. That's just how it works. But I was traded in the offseason, and truth be told, um, although I did have my own depravity and, and, and redemption story, um, it was my wife and her goodie bags that she prepares for the team of which I'm on that really, I think, swayed uh, Jake Gibb into lobbying for me to be on their team. And so what she does is she prepares eight bags, goodie bags, filled with all sorts of goodies that you would expect to find on a guy's trip to the desert playing golf. I, I can't there say is, what I just thought of. Yeah, there Sorry. are so many directions we can go with that. Right it's not the center kind or the same kind. We're definitely going to be on the center end for that one. Well, the liquid this year was clear, um, whereas last year it might have been darker. So there, there was some uh, clear liquids. But it was a, a great time. Uh, and although my own personal matches, I was one and three, the team was a – a walkaway victory. I think we won 13 and seven um, over the uh, three days. So I know Jake has got his trophy on his mantle, and he's still celebrating. <laughs> it's a big deal, you guys. So <laughs> if I'm if I'm remembering this whole thing correctly, uh, you were responsible for the goodie bags and half the losses of your team. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it seems like everybody won. Nice. Winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner. Well, that's good it's stuff. Not easy to play to a handicap that you that you have pre-surgery. <laughs> ah, so now the excuses are coming it's out. A golf, that's a golf thing. <laughs> All right, you. Uh, it's a volleyball show. 
Well, motocross show, but we talk yeah. about volleyball. Drink. Drink. Motocross, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I'm going to see you guys uh, next week or this week. Yeah, you and I are traveling and, together, uh, actually, so don't be afraid to bring one of those goodie bags <laughs> from the house uh, for our, for <laughs> with, our travel. With either color liquid, liquid included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small Kevin containers. would like a goodie bag for uh, the trip this weekend, Lynch. <laughs> Is that arranged? Right. Are we a go? Is that a go? Well, she's on bed rest, but I, I guarantee you the fact that you just asked her, she would probably she'll probably whip up something. That's awesome. Now I'm the bad guy. I have a woman on pregnant on bed rest who's going to make food for go, me. Buddy. Way to be the jerk. Nice yeah. job. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Reed. Throw me under the bus again. Oh well. <laughs> Not helping Kevin's image in the slightest. All right. Well, hey, Lynn's is good though. When's the uh, when's the baby due? Uh, January sometime. The the due date's actually the the 14th or 15th of February, but um. We anticipate an early arrival. So, uh, yeah, a little girl, very excited. Cool. And uh, congratulations. Well, yeah, thank you very much. So we, this was a, uh, this was a good, good off season. But ready to uh, get my mind wrapped around volleyball in the spring and look forward to seeing your guys' faces. Well, Reed, once the uh, once the baby is born, be ready for a couple of things. Uh, first of all, when you come back from your first USA trip, uh, just be prepared to have two crying things thrown at you, <laughs> and you'll have to care for them uh, for an extended period of time because no one else will be in the house. <laughs> and also, also, uh, just remember that when you go overseas, the limit on bags is somewhere around fifteen. So if you go back overseas, uh, it's a it's a whole new world with two kids. Yeah. Not, not, yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> like, I don't even want to think about I got that. nothing. <laughs> I saw the USA the World League schedule, and it's, uh, there's about a, we go, I think, from Chicago to Tehran to Kaliningrad, Russia, and then to some other place uh, in Poland, maybe. But uh, that's a long trip to be away from some people. So, yeah, we, I think I'm asking for a nanny or two for Christmas. I, vo- <laughs> I volunteer. A Swedish If I get to travel, I volunteer. <laughs> a Swedish au pair for the pretties. Au pair. All right. Oh, yeah, sorry. Au pair. Read pretty. Thanks, dude. Good luck, and uh, I'll see you on Thursday morning. All right. Bright and early. See right you on. Guys. All right. Read pretty. I, I just want to, first of all, congratulations, Reed, on, on uh, the upcoming birth of your child. I just want you to know I, I, I missed – playing golf today with Daryl Dillmore at Chris Thomas and all those guys down at Torrey Pines to be here. I'm, I'm enjoying What's Chris the Thomas doing down here? Uh, they're celebrating UOP guys' birthdays. Daryl uh, Dillmore's birthday was uh, yesterday. Dilbert? Dillmore. Oh, who's that? Daryl Dillmore played nope. UOP back in the 90s. Got no clue. Um, coaches for Coast Club Volleyball now. He's one of the greats. One of the greats. If you ever want to hang out and have a good time, Daryl Dillmore <laughs> is his name. I don't remember UOP. I barely remember the Santa wow. Cruz matches only because you were playing. Wow. That's... How do you not remember UOP? There were good teams back in the day. You don't remember, like, Andre, Chris Thomas played, Dan Fisher played there. Um, let's see. Who's the guy that uh, Watch Fogel played on that team back in the that day? That was afterwards. Watch Fogel was after me. <laughs> Too I many, remember fish. But. Too many beers for Kevin already this morning. Oh, speaking of that, yeah, Pacific. I don't, Ready for another Pacific? one, Jay? Yes, it was like a three-zero forty-five-minute match. Yes, you played Pacific. It was quick. It was oh. very quick. I remember the trip up there. Oh, I remember our Hungarian guy Peter Kodachi uh, actually changing the channels on televisions in restaurants, bars, and at the airport because he had a watch that had the remote codes on it, and so you could. Really? He could change channels. It was very Wow, was that's very, very high tech that. for back in the day. Also, on the, I remember that trip was that back. 1983 when you played? It was the trip up that uh, one of our guys, 
I think it was a trip up, yeah. The trip up, we picked up a stripper. That was cool. We got her number. How oh. did Marv allow that to happen? Then, Hold on a second. Wait a minute. I'm calling BS. Wait, it gets better. I'm calling BS. Well, she gave us her number. How she does Marv hot. allow you to pick up a stripper? Marv's not sitting right next to me all the time. Wait, wait. You brought her on the bus? Turns Listen, out he probably no, should have no, been. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, I'm talking about like got up. her number on the aircraft okay, while that's, we were That is hitting on somebody. That's not <laughs> picking somebody up. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, thank you. So if I say picking somebody up is literally I'm taking them on a bus? You... Picking up somebody is is actually yes, taking them with it gets you. Better. I get somewhere, I pick you up, I take you with me. Yeah. That's picking up. Uh, it gets better because on the on the trip were, back, were you necking with her too? Is that is that the terminology? I wish that had happened. It didn't. Uh, you have <laughs> talked to you have talked to Rich Lamborn on a national team trip. We were headed for Brazil through Miami. We were flying down, and there was a woman on the flight in the front of the aircraft. I'm mid aircraft. Front of the aircraft, Rich Lamborn up there near her, but she got up near her, and and she was she was putting things in the overhead compartment for a rather yes. long time <laughs> in a very small shirt in a very small Jeremy? pair of I pants. Am. For those of you who can't see, Kevin's <laughs> really close <laughs> to me right now. I'm not. The visual is spectacular. I could not stop that looking. Magazine cover when we need it. <laughs> I could not stop looking, and neither could the entire aircraft of men. And even the women. I think even the women were like, oh, my goodness. That is fabulous. So, of course, we get delayed because it's a USA Volleyball trip. We don't get to go. It's got to take 60 hours to get somewhere. <laughs> our flight is late getting into Miami. We can't get our flight to Brazil. we got to wait overnight with no luggage or anything. Who do you think goes out that night with said woman? Oh, Lamborn. Without Lamborn. Without they without go question. out with said woman. That was, uh, that was incredible. Thundering. Uh, but we That's were like coming how back. Kevin picked somebody up who was already on his flight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were on. We were coming back from that same Stanford trip back in college. Now back to that first trip. The way up, it's a stripper. On the way back, <laughs> we're sitting next to a rather nice-looking blonde girl. Myself and Josh Crozier, friend of mine, and we're sitting next to a rather fine-looking blonde girl. Come to find out, her name is Catherine. She's, uh, I think, 18 at the time, and uh, Josh. <laughs> I'm, I'm with my now wife at the time, so I'm ineligible. But uh, we, we work it in, and Josh goes on a couple of dates with Catherine. Um, you know Catherine's last name? Heigl. Thank you. I wow. totally guessed nice. that. I guessed that nice. right here. Catherine Heigl. Shut of up. Grey's Anatomy fame? Of Grey's Shut Anatomy. She had only been up. in My Father the Hero with Gerard Depardieu at that point. Yeah. Are they my man Josh goes out with Catherine Heigl Are they a few married times. right now? No, but that would be incredible. No, she's married right, to some singer. All right, so here's one. Here, let's play this game because I like this game. <laughs> oh boy. I, I'm not sure I like this game. Have you? I'm trying to decide whether I should be offended by all this who? conversation. We talked okay, enough volleyball. I'm Katie. sick of volleyball. Yeah, I like where this is all going. Katie's sitting awkwardly at the Katie, end of the table trying not to say anything. This conversation. Katie, gonna, when, uh, when did you pick up Bradley Cooper? Let's talk about that. <laughs> so here's my question. New Orleans. Tell me when got back. What are you the highest. About? He was at the Eagle game. The highest level. Level is a bad word. Glad I was The most celebrity that you've ever dated, or at least went out with. Went out with. I don't think I can even play this game. You don't. You never volleyball players, I guess, but uh, volleyball players don't count. I've never dated. Are a we celebrity. talking famous or infamous? <laughs> What's your <laughs> either or? I'll take either or. And I need another one of these plays. So I, let's, I mean, we're <laughs> hang we're on. Get, let me get, get that while you continue, <laughs> Jeremy. You. you I'll are take a break a from the show. I'm recruit. Uh, what's the word? How do I? How do, I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> you are a jet setter, my friend. I know you've been around the world a few times. Who have you? canoodled with <laughs> I don't know what that Nicole means Nicole is not listening yeah I don't good. know what that means and or how you spell it <laughs> Nicole does not listen to the show oh she does oh, 
guys are not. You guys, here it is. You haven't had enough in you. Celebrity. Oh, the question is, are we talking about this because you have something you want to tell us? No. Like, are no, we no, trying no. to segue into Jay, I was hoping that was where it was headed. Oh, Who? Really? I, I, the, the highest person that I, or the most celebrity but person I've ever gone on a date with is Irene Cara of the movie Fame. Really? <laughs> yes. That, wait, that's fantastic. <laughs> and Kevin is looking story. up a picture. That was not the reason for my asking the question. I, I, I don't care it. if it was. I'm rather impressed. I like that. <laughs> Irene Cara? It was a one Even though he thing. doesn't currently have a headset. Carl, you got anything to add to this conversation? <laughs> you were just hoping to stay <laughs> over there quietly, weren't By you? By the way, my smoking hot trophy wife does not care about these stories. She's fine with all of them. Oh, so. Irene Mostly because she could kick the crap out of anybody. How old, wait, previously. how old was Irene Cara at the time you went out with her? Uh, She's see. born in 59, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, listen. It didn't She's happen. 55 right now. <laughs> it didn't happen. Jay. It didn't happen last night, my friend. This I is was the 20, best show ever. I was ever. 21, maybe 22 at 22, time. so she's pushing 40 at that point. Good for you, Jay. She was smoking on. Okay, dude. so they're, they're, all right, so what's the biggest span of a woman you've ever hooked up with? Biggest span? Age span. Uh, from oh. your your age. <laughs> Yeah, what what's happening Things right now? No, not her hips, you idiots. <laughs> I, I think it's this time for me to leave. You are you are so on the center. The Who's the biggest girl? <laughs> no. What I what's the biggest age span? Age difference. Oh, I, you know that probably was it. Irene Kara. So I you you have so what year are you born? years for Jay. I mean, were you born Jay? I, so you same age as me? I was born in 69. I'm 45 years old. You're 45? I'm 45. I How were you in school when I was still in school? Because I took four years off out of high school and kind of farted around, man. Started a surfboard company. So she's only 10 years older than you. Okay, yeah, so that's not, that I, I like that. I like that. That's intriguing. <laughs> Katie? 14 years older. <laughs> Wasn't that big of a deal? How big of a span? George uh, Clooney does it all the time. I was 23, and I was dating a 31-year-old. Okay, eight years. Eight years. All right. Jeremy? I'm not playing this game. You gotta, come on. <laughs> this, is a, this is a benign question. Jeremy. This is a pretty easy one. We're not playing I Never. That's true. <laughs> Age is just the number, Kevin. I don't. Carl, you're not, you're not getting out of this either. So I'm gonna hand you a headset. Carl, Where are you at Carl? Carl, how old What's is Nicole? She's give four me the, years the younger largest than me. span. Four years. Four years. Oh jeez. That's such a. That's such a. Nicole, please answer. let Jeremy have his balls back. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, my balls are just fine. <laughs> that will They're be. Toasty. That will be on the new intro for 2015. In case you're wondering, <laughs> my balls are just fine. <laughs> Unscrew them and leave them at home. Welcome to the show, Carl France, NYU. You're you get a lot of firsts here. We've never gone this far off the rails. We've never sat outside. The heaters are new. And or drank this early on the you show. Drank this early. <laughs> it's like pot talk around here. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh gosh. The the question was uh largest age span between you and a or whatever inappropriate question you want to answer is fine. While he's thinking I don't know. The celebrity even... the celebrity one I can't touch. Yes. No. I mean, I'm in New York. I'm sure that it's happened, but I'm not going to say. Irene Cara no, is good. No. I can't, I can't no. get beyond Irene Cara. Dude, she, if she, I'd hooked up with Gabby Reese, I'd throw that one in there, but that was just a dream I had well, when I was 17. Here's, here's the other thing. Is, as, as the date was ending, she wanted to continue the date, and uh, I, I finagled my way out of it. I, what? I did not feel the connection. Irene was ready to she, roll. Here's she what she did. Show she you the rock and Would the you roll. like to come up to my room for some coffee? That's, well, coffee was not on the offered list, but there were some other things offered. Here's, here's She's the, from the Bronx. Here that would have been woo. Here is the line that, that turned me off. She said, come give Mama a kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah, doctor! That, that yeah. was not happening. No. When I was uh, <laughs> when I was playing with Mike Seely in Belgium, we were on the same team there, and Mike had a Belgian girl 
I forget what we called her, but she she hunted him from Rousselare, which is like across Belgium, the rival team. She hunted Mike, and he hooked up with her, and she kept calling him Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh. And he hated Michael at the time. Now he's Michael Seeley, but he hated <laughs> Michael at the time. So we used to tease the crap out of him. Every time we'd see her, we pull up because we play Rousselare in the finals, best of seven. So we pull into Rousselare, and there she is looking at the team bus. We're like, oh, Michael. Look at her. Sweet. Carl, you still have the headset. You can't. Uh, I, I didn't try to avoid it. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys started running. Yeah, you guys just started yelling into the microphones. <laughs> I would say probably one of my first trips to uh, as an NYU coach. I think it was uh, I don't know, sometime in two thousand early two thousands. I think she, she might have been fifteen years older than me. I think oh. I remember this girl. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I don't think you were Awkward. there. I was there, my friend. You definitely were not there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you weren't. Jay, Jay. No, I wasn't there. Three, three beers ago, you weren't there. No, no. Now you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's, here's the thing. Carl and I have gone to conventions uh, in the past, and we've, and we've gone to Final Fours, and, and, uh, and, you know, we've had some fun over the years. And, and, I've, and I've seen Carl with a few lady friends here and there, and so I was remembering maybe another time. That's probably what I was remembering. Yes, you were, and we will not discuss that here. <laughs> but um, you wish you didn't put those headphones on right now. No, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm in New York. I'm not scared of that. Stuff. <laughs> the, the problem, the problem we're talking about here is, uh, it was, it was here. It was in on. I think it was in at my house. Hey, no, <laughs> it might have been in Redondo. Let me think about this. For yeah, a second. hold on a second. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it might have been around the corner. But yeah, what was, was the noise that came out of your mouth? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Wow, Jay, just just, just soak, soak this in, Jay. Ice. Just just soak it in. Just here it comes. Oh, this is awful. Oh my! What if what happen? if she said, "Come give Mama a kiss," and she put this on <laughs> while you were in there? Oh it. yeah! You, you know the cartoons when the when the character runs so fast their clothes stay there. <laughs> that's what would have happened. <laughs> Absolutely. As a New Yorker, this <laughs> reminds me that we also have Rosie Lopez, uh-huh. who's in uh-huh. that in that same yes. genre of woman yes. and age and With dancer a singing. Accent. But you couldn't understand anything she was saying. Oh, I no, love that accent. Don't. You still don't. That's still an don't. awesome accent. And then we got Paul Abdul. I mean, who, which I mean, if you had to think about it, you you did okay. Can I can I can I make a request that the next advertisement that you put inside of uh, the magazine? have something to do with this reference for my name. This is I am. <laughs> Instead of just my little tiny head on the side there and it just says ABCA Weekly, maybe you put like, you know, oh, what a feeling or something underneath it. Or You, you know, Jimmy... Garthoff is actually right. has already made it. You know, know Jimmy Kimmel done. has uh, celebrity mean tweets? Yes. And he had Sofia Vergara read mean tweets about her. <laughs> and... And my so I I saw this a while Smart ago, man. but my son, my ten year old, tells me yesterday exactly about this one. I'm like, oh great! But it's Sofia Vergara. And she's reading a mean tweet. It says, "Sofia Vergara talks like she has a dick in her mouth." <laughs> <laughs> and which, to which Sofia Vergara looks at the camera and goes, "What's wrong with having a dick in your mouth?" <laughs> oh, I love the accent, the accent of Sofia, Sofia Vergara. Vergara oh, has oh a dick Vergara. In our invitations to the convention are now being <laughs> are now revoked. <laughs> Media passes. They are canceling your plane tickets yep. as we speak. Kathy DeBoer mm. is no longer happy you were there. I will go 18 to 36. 
18 to 36. 18 to 36. That's not bad. That was while you were uh, at, at Pierce. While I was working at the Cheesecake Factory in between high school and Pierce College. The Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. Oh. I was dating a girl who was thirty-three and hooked up with a girl who was thirty-six. Well done. So you were well just done. as much of a jerk. You're a little crazy. <laughs> that was cougar-esque right there. <laughs> Katie, uh, just as much. I'm as getting a jerk. muted again. Did Katie, just, did Katie just call Kevin a jerk? Did I miss that? That was awesome. What's, what's wrong? That'll with be that? my tagline from Sweet. here on out on the show. Katie, how old are you now? And, and, and there I, have been moments I where that's... I wondered if I was going to say the right name. But anyways, <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't date an eighteen. No, actually, not moments. One moment. I, I would definitely not date an eighteen-year-old. Date? Date? Well, it's you know it's, they call it a dance. You know that means would you date? Would you pick somebody up? How old am I now? Would why, you would you smooch on? Why would you on? ever ask a female that well, question? Because you're not allowed if, to ask anything. Anyways, what if it was a, a yeah. Brad Pitt? That's uh, in here. What if it was a? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy is making a run for it. All right. What if what what if it was a Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt type situation? Oh what yeah. If you were Still go out. It would bother. What? Me. It would bother me too much. I coach. I mean, steal I've, your wallet. I, it would be messed up. Yeah. It's one of those things where I work enough with <laughs> students in that age range that oh, I just. Oh, let's not bring that up. Can't do it. Couldn't do it. Never could do it. Sorry, guys. How, yeah. how is the uh, Cam Kerr Ari Grassa segment going to follow this? <laughs> where's the how, Where's the transition? It's for questionable. That? No. Yeah. Questionable. When are we having the mascot challenge? Because I've got good stuff. Oh, he's been preparing for this. Since I'm, the yeah, we have to redo it because we called it before. Actually, the one that that we agreed on, Jeremy, last week, yeah, is still in. The Cougars are in. So the, we we're actually calling the real one yeah, with sweet. The, the mascot, mascot challenge. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so the cougar ate the duck and whatever else they had to go against. The pantsless duck, yes. <laughs> the porky pig of ducks. You can't see anything, Kevin. It's hidden by the feathers, bro. <laughs> I'm not sure what a duck dick looks like. I'm unsure. What <laughs> is it? You know, pink lips. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, you are going to be taking over this show next week. Katie, Reed is going to fire. Katie's him. almost dead. It's a good thing I did not drink on this. Show. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Somebody's got to run this. Steer the ship. <laughs> the amount of good fodder for opening of the show yeah. just from this episode alone is going to yeah, propel pretty, us into the new year with no I'm problem. I'm pretty sure Barney's getting fired after this show. <laughs> Cam Curry. I, I just like how it says here, Carl France, I just turned on Facebook, a free morning and afternoon in L.A.'s South Bay, perhaps a trip to the beach, Redondo, Hermosa, Manhattan, or he'll just get stuck in a backyard with a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> he's, op- he's opened the beer. We're good. He's taking one for the team. I am getting a fabulous tan sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sitting got, in the shade. I am just, I'm, I'm burning up. I'm a little warm right now. <laughs> Jay's the only one in the sun with sunglasses with the on heaters. and two heaters on the other side. <laughs> I think we can turn the heaters off now, Katie. Are you I'm cold? I'm fine. Go okay. ahead. Turn them off. You yeah, yeah we turned them on low. We oh, put them on low. I'm crying out loud, Katie. It's ridiculous out here. It's like 80. <laughs> just wait till I start complaining when I get back to Pennsylvania on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Katie will be like that kid in a Christmas story. We'll be able to get the arms down. Is it wrong that I it's shovel the snow? There. Is it wrong that I shovel the snow out of my driveway with my flip flop song? Is that yes, wrong? that's not appropriate conduct. That's, that's what I do. Dear you should at look least at you wear your own. all bitter. Yeah. It was it was fifty degrees this morning, and I contemplated a jacket and oh, a hat. God, I know. I went West Coast wimpy <laughs> people. I get it. Look, I've been in California for seventeen years, and I you adjust. Yeah. To the weather. Yeah. However, I am not the guy that as soon as it becomes fall, and even though it's 65 degrees outside, I'm putting my Arctic parka on <laughs> to walk outside because that's what everybody else in the rest of the country is doing. If it's 65 to 70, I'm wearing clothes that are appropriate for that type of weather. I do enjoy going to Salt Lake City for late season because I do get to wear some heavier clothes, some layers. Some six, eight. There's a lot more fashion to be Winter had. Winter apparel, nice. Kevin. As a matter nice. of fact, they're yeah. flannels. They're fine-looking yeah. green flannel. Nice. Uh, there's a lot more fashion to be had with some winter clothes because I get bored out here just wearing the same like long sleeve and 
jeans. Hold on. I have now muted Kevin because he is referring <laughs> to he himself <laughs> and fashion at the same time. <laughs> That is not his go-to. Yes, you're wearing amazing you're wearing, Asics. I've got Asics on. You're wearing two pairs of two shades of green, one on the shoes and one on the hat, neither of which match. Is he getting minus to point? No, you're still point. muted, Kevin. Is he getting minus to point, too? Kevin like is wearing horn? some, like, um, auto shop T-shirt with a <laughs> with a um, uh, long underwear sh- shirt on underneath. The running commentary of yes, you Jeremy. talking fashion and him trying to believe he has some. Yeah, that's what I'm really saying. not. Kevin, this is Jim Holly racing right here. That's what I'm I've joined a racing team. You look great when you have your 6'8 clothing can, on. Can we when get... When you go away from 6'8 clothing, you str- it's okay. Are you serious? Just own it. 6'8, you're getting an extra promo today in case to you were wondering. It. Can we just like bypass all this and just get sponsored by Showbacks too? Oh, can yeah. Is, why are we not why doing we that? Not, why are we not there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, we got to do a show in Shellbacks. Fanta shots. I don't know what the transition is, but Cam is, <laughs> Cam has called in because I told him to. So we're ready okay. For Cam all right. Well, we have we have an announcement too. I didn't realize making my announcement of my return to volleyball last week that I will it was a big be deal. playing for Team Pineapple at Nationals in Detroit. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. I could have recruited you, and you said no. I pay for everything on my team. You don't. You're not going to come play for me. Whoa. Do I have to pay my own way on Team Pineapple? You might have to. What? My friend. I we pay for everything. Well, you don't have a sponsor. We, anyway, he said uh, we beat Lloyd's team last year to get the third place money. So hey, hey, it's you he, want to go play for them? He go says ahead. Team Pineapple has signed the second <laughs> oldest libero in PVL <laughs> history. <laughs> <laughs> LJ last, or I guess their last libero was the oldest. So. Whose who spot did you take? LJ. I don't is know. That person bitter. That's my question. Guy can't even jump. <laughs> it's was, a libero position, Jeremy. <laughs> it's yeah. a great tournament, by the way. They do a great job. Jay, if you pay for everything, I'm sure your team needs beats, right? I can. Yeah, you know, hey, I, I can do we, music. Uh, we've got people that we need on the team. We've got a nice group. We only play with the same seven players. We're the only <laughs> team to play with seven <laughs> players at that tournament. It was awesome. Here's here's something. Carl has a headset back. Yes. He must Uh-oh. have something. Yes. Uh oh. Yes. This is really interesting. Sorry, Cam. We'll be with you in a second. <laughs> I, sp- I spoke to uh, Worley, who co- who uh, who played at Juniata and uh, Juanita. Yeah. Okay. Um, also played in PVL last year with uh, my region team, Jiva. Yes. And Jiva is going to have tryouts. Really? There's a lot of teams actually. Florida's having tryouts. Yeah, but they're having tryouts in January. Yeah, Florida's just don't, don't well. hit the guests. It's a mosquito. He's got a mosquito get, on it. I tell you what, Carl, you, you you bring up something that is interesting, which is it's expanding. There were twelve teams last year for men's. There might be fifteen, sixteen teams this year. They're having So I could have put my services up for bid, is that what you're saying? Well no, Barney? if you can get to the tryout. Because <laughs> if you can get well, to it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not gonna make through the tryout. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to reassign your region registration. And uh, had I known that you were available, I may have made an offer. I didn't know I was available. So <laughs> I made myself available. <laughs> you didn't even know you were available. No, I made myself available. I'm looking forward to playing. Are uh, you playing Libero or are you actually playing No, I'm I'm actually playing Libero. I, I cannot jump. No, I well, cannot. Jump. We already have two liberos. I don't need you. No, it's, it's a very crowded <laughs> position. I was actually, I was figuring Loy would say no. I said, do you need a six-six libero? Sweet. <laughs> now we know that we got to hit. Over I might you. be. You know what? You I might be second you oldest. You are literally going to be the brunt of every joke that entire weekend. It's nothing it's, to do with your it's playing going skill. Going to be good. I might nothing. be second oldest, but I'm probably the tallest Kevin libero. Yeah. Are you going to be wearing basketball shoes like you did back in the day? Hell yeah. <laughs> Do we need a pepper in the backyard just so you can I'm going to go – I might go – I was just thinking about this. I might go low-top Durants, though. Ooh, no, you can't do that. I no, might go low-top KDs. To jump, You've what? got to wear high-top, old-school Converse No, 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 wait, wait, no, no. 
What am I known wear. for, Jay? Do you know what I was known for in the national team? What shoe did I wear? Short shorts. Capas? Please tell me it was like the Shacks or something. Like no, no, they were, a, the they were no. hockey moon boots. I, I wore shocks. Oh, God. Of course you I did. still have a two pair left over. <laughs> Why? I don't think they'd make it. <laughs> How it did you not I've break an ankle? Yeah. Yeah. Shocks? Yeah. The reason I like shocks is not because of the shock. It was because it's a very narrow shoe, and I have narrow feet. So you I know why they call shock. it the shock is that somebody actually bought one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, we are shocked that somebody yes, paid for these shoes. I have shoes. no Cam Kerr's on the line. Oh, let's get to Cam Kerr. Very, very important information. Yeah, reel it is in. Is this Cam. a volleyball show? We, reel it all right. in. All right, so let's let's welcome in from uh, Volley Source Magazine, our old friend, with a podcast because we can't say we're the only podcast yeah, anymore. We have to say we're the original. Volleyball podcast. Change all of our marketing. That, that incorrect marketing. <laughs> there was a lawsuit. There was a, a lot of money exchanged hands. It was kind of ugly, but we're still friends. Still friends. Welcome back, uh, Canadian Cam Kerr. Cam? How's it going, guys? Hey. <laughs> he, he's like, are they really talking to me? Yeah. Or Cam, are they still it, talking how's it going? Past hookups? We're drinking, and it's completely off the rails. Talking about your former flings. If we're going to talk about volleyball, I didn't even know who Jay's person was. I'm like opening up a new path at work. I'm going over to IMDb. Irene Cara, baby. That's I, no one can compete with that here. You can't touch <laughs> Irene Cara. I got nothing. I, Jay didn't touch her. <laughs> I didn't even touch her. He I refused. Just, I just went on a date with her. <laughs> did so she I, pay for dinner? She did. It was her birthday. <laughs> she paid on her own birthday. <laughs> I did. I Have did. you no decorum, Hussick? <laughs> My friends, I am telling you, I went out to dinner with her on her birthday, and she paid. Do you make Stephanie Ray pay on her birthday, too? Oh, my oh. God. If my wife. Good Lord, no. No, no, no. You all know my smoking hot trophy wife. Trust me. She runs the show. I do whatever <laughs> she tells me. I'm just still waiting for her to cook. We have a whole thing I, ready. Had we known you were having a Christmas party last night, we may have shown up. She's here, yeah? No, She's in Phoenix, Phoenix, but she could have made it out oh, for your party. Man, but we never got man. the invite, so unfortunately. Cam Kerr's on the line. Just in case you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anybody's wondering, Cam is, Cam is still on the line from another country, by the way. <laughs> International data rates may yeah, apply. <laughs> All right, Cam. So uh, uh, news a while back that uh, Ari Grasso was embezzling money or something was happening, and now we've had uh, a finding of fact? Or what exactly has transpired here? And, and w- give us our give our fans the fill-in for those that haven't been following the story of what is going on with the Brazilian Federation. Right. So back in March of this year, uh, ESPN Brazil had a bunch of articles uh, kind of bringing to light some corruption with the CBV, the Brazilian Federation. And uh, Ari Grasso just happens to resign any duties from the CBV at that time. Uh, he says that, you know, oh, this is just a coincidence. It has nothing to do with the, uh, the current timing of these false uh, accusations. Well, it turns out that the accusations aren't false anymore. Uh, uh-huh. There is a, a organization, part of the Brazilian government, called the Comptroller General Union. Basically, these guys were in charge of investigating the whole process. And they found that between 2010 and 2013, there were 13 contracts um, for dollar amounts, about 30 million uh, Brazil dollars, which is about 11.3 U.S. million. And uh, these companies that uh, the CBB signed contracts with under the leadership of Ari Grasso either were owned by friends and family of CBV executives. Two of the companies are run by Ari Grasso's son-in-laws, and nice. a couple of them don't even exist. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> so therein lies an issue. 
Yeah, I muted yeah, you. Yeah, so I know, like Jeremy, so, you you were talking that like uh, like yeah, sure, like you you know people who uh, do business with your friends and like sure that's very understandable. I do that as well. But the companies but are the real. Company yeah. <laughs> and so are the pe- and so that's, are the people. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a different state. A little bit. So a bunch of players, uh, including the new uh, CBV leadership, uh, Banco do Brasil, their title sponsor, have come out saying that you know this is ridiculous. Uh, one of those players is actually, uh, I know, Jay, you mentioned earlier that some of the accusations were going towards Murillo. Uh, Murillo Endres is uh, one of the players who's speaking out about it. But um, Bruno, Murillo, uh, and Bernardo Resende, as well as their libero, actually uh, just got fined for an event that, that happened back at World Championships in Poland in September. And the interesting thing about this is that Back in September, the FIVB said that they were not going to be uh, going forward with any kind of punishment or any fines. They ended up just missing, missing a press conference and then uh, speaking badly about the FIVB, which apparently you're legally not allowed to do if you're in the Federation. But some of them are getting fined a couple thousand dollars. Some of them are missing games. It seems like the timing is very coincidental and is just absolutely ridiculous. So the FIVB is kind of lumping these things together where they're now fining players for missing a press conference and fining the coach and suspending the coach. But all this is happening at the exact same time that they're finding these financial improprieties with the actual Brazilian Federation when, when it was under the guise of Ari Grossa, correct? Because he, he has resigned from that. So this is all backdated to his uh, tenure there. Exactly. So it, it, it's, it's a little weird because, you know, the last we heard about it was in Poland. Uh, they weren't going to pursue any kind of uh, discipline. But hmm. now, and it, uh, literally like days after uh, the same people have uh, you know, spoken out about Ari Grasso and about these new findings with the CBV and these, where all this money has gone missing, then the fines are coming out, which the timing is just ridiculous. Now, the FIVB did say uh, that... It was an independent uh, disciplinary board and, you know, it has nothing to do with this. But, like, the, the, the FIVB official who presided over this independent board was Ari Grasa. <laughs> so, so what, the deck. What effect do you think this will have on Ari Grasa's tenure as president of the FIVB? Well, I... I to be honest, back in March, I thought that I was like, "Wow, corruption in Brazil!" Never heard that before, and I thought that the story was gonna, you know, get swept under the rug. But now that it's come out, and now that there are actual hard facts, we have quotes now, uh, updated quotes from Murillo saying that if this isn't fixed, if the money isn't returned, or if we don't have like a resolution to this problem by the time uh, the national team season starts again in May, we, he speaks for all the players and they're going to step down from the national team. Furthermore, the CBV right now has said that, uh, you know what, this is ridiculous. Like, we don't want to be any part of this. We're going to back out of our hosting duties for World League 2015. Now, I think you're going to have a problem here. I'm not sure how much Ari's going to get for that used yacht. I'm not sure he can return all that money. (laughs) Well, here's the other challenge. So you got these players going to pull out. 2016's right around the corner. And they're hosting. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be a real big coup if there's not something done about that beforehand. Well, I'm guessing the 
<clears throat> the players think they have the leverage that they can get things done if that's going to be the case because the last thing Brazil wants is to be completely embarrassed in front of an international stage in 2016 mm -hmm. if they don't have anybody on a national team. Especially when they're going to have a stadium that's going to hold twenty to 25,000 people and it's going to be packed. packed. Yeah. Uh, people here maybe don't realize how big volleyball is in Brazil. It has basically taken over even basketball. Uh, the only, about the only thing it can't beat there is soccer, and it, but it's getting close. And so the players actually do, much the way you see NBA players or NFL players, they do have some leverage. There's no leverage in an American player anywhere <laughs> in the sport of volleyball. You take what you can get and you move along. Uh, Brazil, they, they have some serious leverage. Uh, what about a, What's the time frame on this? What do you think the next set of developments are going to be, Cam? Well, there are, I think that the big thing is that Banco de Brazil is kind of uh, – they said that they're going to pull all of their funding if they don't see some kind of like results from this. Uh, right now, from what I understand, it, it's, it's a little hard getting information out of Brazil because I'm kind of translating Portuguese and hearing from some of my sources whose English isn't their first language. Some say that they have already stopped all funding to the Federation. Some say that they are waiting for the new structure of the CBV to be in place to kind of fix this or kind of figure out where this money is. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, like if, if they go away, that's the title sponsor, it, it'll be a, a huge blow to that program. Yeah. And, uh, like players dropping down from the national team every day, it seems like more and more players are speaking out about this. You know, you guys mentioned the, the clown noses at the, uh, at the top of the show, the clown noses wearing like a, a red clown nose is something that's done for a lot of protests. I spoke with, uh, with, uh, actually Pieper Dene alumni, Freddie Winters, who is playing his pro season down in, uh, in Brazil right now. And he's saying that, you know, a lot of the guys are, are really upset and they're all wearing clown noses, matches, their first serves of the game. They're purposely just missing and like shooting balls into the stands nice. on purpose as a kind of protest. Wow. Wow, that's, uh, that's legit. Well, this will be an interesting story to follow. If you want to read the article, it's on Volley Source Magazine. Uh, what's your exact website, Cam? I don't want to give it wrong. I just don't have it right in front of me here. Oh, you can go to VolleyballSourceMag.com. VolleyballSourceMag.com and uh, read that article and keep up on this. Uh, it could be could be interesting. Maybe some of, the, some of the corruption. I don't think all of it, but maybe some of it gets routed out. Cam, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. We'll go. Right, thanks, guys. Take we'll care. We'll get back to non-volleyball activities here <laughs> at the Net Live. Let's get Somebody, back to the fun uh, stuff. Pete Wong says uh, Katie needs to talk about the NOLA experience. I don't know. Uh... Hey, we covered that at the beginning of the show, Pete. You're late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I, think Kevin, I, think, I think Kevin's just late on reading the comment. <laughs> That's also truly possible. Let me let me catch up. Here. Uh, hang on. Thanks you guys carry the show. I yes, I, I just bit. spent a weekend in New Orleans for a wedding of a volleyball player who planned her wedding on the uh, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight weekend. Not the best. Oh, Was this well your first done. time in New Orleans? No, not oh, my okay. first time. I've been there. I went to Jazz Fest about five years ago. We had talked about this before the show started. but What's Jay doing? I, <laughs> Lord I, knows. I'm not asking him. I'm not even looking that way. Nothing. Were you sucking the venom out of your <laughs> yeah, arm? What exactly, that's exactly what <laughs> I'm you doing. You get a bee sting during the show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so hot here. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating blood. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. Continue. Like some sort of vampire. You start crying. It's like true blood all of a sudden. <laughs> but... I got to tell you, in true volleyball style, we may or may not have made the bar where we had the rehearsal dinner put on the volleyball Sweet. game at the bar, there and we may or may not have been checking our Twitter feeds and updates during nice. the reception and then watched it before we left for the after party of the wedding this weekend. So, you may or may not be a volleyball player when you go to a bar and tell everybody, 
screw football, put yeah. volleyball on. Yeah, there wasn't really – I think we were watching some NBA game, and it wasn't even, like, the Pelicans. So we were just <laughs> like, hey, any chance you've got ESPNU? Because we'd really like to watch this Who, game. Where do the Pelicans play? New Orleans. New Orleans. They changed their name. Oh, they did? Yeah. That's how much And the Hornets went back to the Hornets. Yeah. No more Bobcats. Re- they have I, Hornets. Exactly. Are we serious? They are really called the they Pelicans? They are the Pelicans, as it turns wow. out. So, wow. Where have I been? Where Hiding. Have I been? Hiding. What is Not this? Is there, this? This is the first year with that name. But now uh, we have some have, good stuff in this weekend. Do they have like a drone flying around in there that's dressed up like yeah. a pelican? I but mean, again, in, in true volleyball fashion, I'll give you this. The We had the wedding at noon and the reception until about 4 o'clock. And then in true volleyball fashion, there was an after party yeah. called the Running of the Santas with live bands. So we Sweet. literally went from there, went home, changed into Santa costumes. Sweet. Headed to downtown New Orleans, and the running was like four blocks from one bar to another. And you basically just And the weather was great while you were there? 65 degrees and sunny. Dear Perfect. NCAA and ABCA, please bring the Final Four back to New Orleans. Thanks. Uh, thank you, USA and Volleyball, earlier, because women's earlier nationals. Yeah. Uh, and earlier December, please. Girls' nationals are actually in New Orleans this are year. Are they really? Yes. Yeah, so we, uh, we head back there in July for uh, nice. what will probably turn into an epically disastrous <laughs> nationals. I don't know if you want to be July. None of our parents will make it to a game. Well, and, and meanwhile, we get to go to lovely there. Columbus, Ohio for the boys, and then we get to go to Detroit <laughs> for the adult open nationals. I lived in Columbus for six years. <laughs> You're not going to get a whole lot of sympathy here. <laughs> When's so. the when and where's the sitting team? This that we yeah, it's during right that there. week. I'm going to be there, Kevin. Are we putting together a sitting team? Are we going to play this year? Are we? Kevin, gonna, we just got to talk about it like we I'm, always do. I'm catching up on Facebook. What do you? <laughs> I'm looking at a picture that Ed Chan posted of me interviewing my brother, along with you, Jay, who's sitting, uh, hosting the show. There. Where is Keith nowadays? Uh, he is at West, West Texas A and M. West Texas A and M, Our Lady Mother Tuesday University. Well, they play in D three, so they're it's not D2. Like, or D two. Sorry, D two. So it's it's not like Katie, they're going to get Penn State first round. Katie is insulted that you did not know that a no name school is D two. Hey, hey, <laughs> I played for one of those no name schools. And we were pretty Juanita, good. yes, I know it well. Our sisters of the poor. Yes. Our sister, Mother Lady Tuesday. Strange how anytime a team plays a bad team, it's always our ladies of the poor. Our <laughs> sisters of the poor. Those nuns are going to start taking offense to that reference. Do you know that there is a reality show now about kids or girls growing up to be or, or going into the convent? Seems like a nuns? foolish choice. It is. Especially uh, if you're hot. <laughs> it is a gnarly show. Especially if you're it doesn't hot. Get <laughs> if, you're not, if you're unattractive, feel free. But if you're hot, They're going to start a band not. called the Jesus Sluts. We need more, we need more females on this show because I'm about to cry oh, <laughs> and or sh- and or shank somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I am so close with a shanking range right now, too. It's a scary. And Jay's already bleeding. Should we be concerned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just watched Philomena actually on my last trip. What is Philomena? Uh, Academy Award winning <laughs> film. And why did you bring it up? Yes. Well, it's about nuns. It's about nuns no. who, <laughs> took, who took in pregnant teenagers in in uh, Ireland. Yeah, yes. Ireland. I, I have not seen that. Uh, Judy Dench is Judy excellent Dench. in it. It's a fantastic film. I'll tell you Very what, good. Well Madam Judy Dench. Uh, and it's back on, based on a true story. It's, and and not like loosely, but really based on a true story. I thought you were going to say that you dated well, Judy Dench. Well, she's trying to find her son that she gave up. I was 18 and she was <laughs> 52, <laughs> but whatever. It's <laughs> yes. Not Tab A, slot B. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I think I think I would honestly pay money to see what the chat board has to say today because there has been mostly just us laughing at each other. There's not any real conversation. You know what going it is? We are on volleyball burnout. Is what we are on. Yeah, you know, we've we hit are... the end of the road. There's only four teams left in yeah. it. Who cares? There's yeah. no. 
Hey, this somebody's going to win. And this is the first time in eight years I am not attending convention. Really? Uh, you know what? Yeah. Next year will be the first time in five years I don't attend convention. Where <laughs> is convention out there next right year? Now. You're going to get know? fired before this. Omaha, I think. Omaha. I'm I not think. Going back is that they accurate? They in they December? The last time I Columbus? went. No, I don't it's know. not next year. It's, no. Uh, it's Omaha next year. But then Columbus. Columbus. And the last time we were in Omaha, everybody's eyelids froze shut because it was negative 30 degrees. Hey, KC was no walking. Time out. Time out. Eyelids froze yeah. shut? I had to walk. <laughs> we thought it would be a great plan to walk the like 300 feet from our hotel to the convention center, and it was so windy and so cold that your eyelids started to freeze Do you remember Kansas side. City? How so cold that was? Like, yes. Yes. From the hotel? It was worse in Omaha. I need to Way bring my ski goggles so my that, eyelids don't freeze that shut. That was That's a great cold. idea. And your extra park. What's the weather like in OKC right now? I don't even know. It's I don't chilly, know, but I don't we'll know how to pack. Can I pack my 6 8 Potential snow on Friday. It's okay. It snowed when we were in Seattle. I'd love some snow. The Pennsylvania says not so bad. That was snowpocalypse The weather in OKC is Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a sound effect. Jay will be Smacking here till tomorrow. Then he'll be appearing in Mexico. I will be in Mexico. <laughs> According God. to Hula, 2015 Omaha, 2016 KC, which I would assume is Kansas City. Yes. Okay. 2017 Columbus. Katie Charles. They're playing for yeah, playing destinations. <laughs> yes. Destina- Can we not host it in Hawaii, please? Can yeah. we not have I it mean, there? Come on. <clears throat> Can I host this show at the Outrigger? Current weather in Oklahoma City okay. is 52 degrees. That's doable. When we 37 get there, for a low When we get there on Thursday, rainy. High of 45, low of 39. Ooh, that's chilly. Friday, high of 41, low of 30 Kay. with rain. Saturday, when we all leave. I won't even be there Saturday. Sun, high of 48. All right, I won't even be there Saturday. Yeah, I'm, so I'm gone at like 6 in the morning or something. I'm <laughs> no, back sweet. there by 8 30. You, you can take me to the airport. Now for not sending me? <laughs> <laughs> She's part of the mafia, ladies and gentlemen. I've the gone to the dark side, people. Mafia. I have gone to the dark side. Oh, it's man. I Let's work uh, for them. get your whiteboards out. I have to be in the mood. Let's Where's the cauldron. Let's pick this thing. Let's pick. Are we gonna? <laughs> we going mascot style first? No, yeah. we're going like. You want to go mascots first? No, that's the. I want to go legit first. Let's go legit, Let's go legit first. first. So, so we're looking at, at two matches. First one is Texas BYU. Yep. Uh, interesting matchup because neither team plays in the Big Ten or the Pac-12, two strongest conferences. Boy, that's right? a really good observation. Hey, can you give me their rank? <laughs> <laughs> Game today. Can you All give right. me the rankings? Man, again, you are good. And none of their school colors are black. <laughs> Who knew? So Texas comes in as the number two seed. BYU yep. unseeded, as yep. we've talked about. Yep. Uh, Stanford number one, Penn State number five on the other side for Jeremy, who's wondering. Okay. Uh, Who has the front line of average of 6'5? BYU. Okay. Yeah. Continue your conversation, Kevin. Are you contractually obligated from your previous life to have to vote for BYU? Do you have some sort of thing remaining there? He's I'm, not I'm the Mormon, the out. it's the rest yeah. of the family. I'm out with them, so it doesn't matter what I say. You're not oh. wearing your magic underwear right now? No. No. They All just right. put out a thing about the magic underwear. I didn't read it. I really should. Just understand magic underwear on a hey, higher f- level. Hey, you're talking Philomena. I, I thought for sure you knew what <laughs> magic underwear was. <laughs> I watched Philomena uh, the other day. Obscure. What are you talking about? I we were talking to, about nuns. So I that's why I brought the, it up. I went to the Los Angeles Philomena. It is. <laughs> Listen to some music. It's obscure reference Monday, people. <laughs> <laughs> I went in thinking, I don't want to watch this stupid film named Philomena. And then I watched it, and I was like, this is a really good film. It's it's quite good. Do hobos play Philomenas on the turn of the Yeah, trains? exactly. <laughs> Who's my first? Who... BYU. Over we Texas. gotta pick this game first because it's the first game that happens. I'm actually with Jeremy. I think BYU over Texas. I am also <laughs> claiming BYU. They have well, no uh, pressure. Love that everybody's following my lead. They have no nothing p- about indoor. No, I'm BYU has no pressure. They yeah. have uh, they have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Right now they're living on borrowed time, and that is the best position to be in. Texas, good team. 
very good outside hitters, good pin hitters. I am uh, I am just saying, though, that I think BYU right now has got all the momentum. Going five, or do you think it'll be over before that? I, you it's know be a what? Good match. I, I think. think it is going to be, be a good really match. Good I think match. four or five could be could be a good call. I don't think it's going to be, be close. I think too. it's going to be close, and it's going to be one of those things. As you know, how much does last year's semifinal appearance by Texas play into their mentality going in? Like, are they out for pure blood simply because they got kind of embarrassed by Wisconsin last year, and not quite as? I mean. I don't think anybody realized last year going in that the Wisconsin Texans game was going to be the better of the two matches we saw that night. Yeah. Good lord, the next yeah. match was bad. Yeah, yeah. like oh. as in, I almost thought about leaving after the second game, and we had tickets to a suite with booze. And we I did still leave at the second leaving. game, and yeah. I was Sweet. in a suite. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, the real question is, will you get to get a photo with a real live Longhorn? Oh. To continue, right. will to Bevo continue? be there? Are your mascot? They they're not going to travel. Photos. Bevo. The question is, what's the what's the dance off going to look like? Because the last time there was a, the Longhorns and the Oregon Duck did a pretty solid job. In That's the, legit. Uh, yeah. Are you are you theorizing that that six hour bus ride for the team and Jared Elliott will contain a full size Bevo? <laughs> <laughs> if it does, I want to be on that bus. If they're driving, <laughs> I just want to see you with a live mascot as opposed to all the. Fake all right, ones so you, you three characters. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. You three characters took BYU. Characters, yes. Carl, Carl, what you got? I'm just going to be the contrarian. <laughs> just gonna, because? Yeah, just because. I'm going to take uh, Texas. Just because Jared Carl is a Pepperdine guy, that's all it is. Just because Jared's a Pepperdine guy. I'll take Texas. Uh, Carl, Carl, you want to he get BYU. in here? Carl's he trying BYU. not to take BYU. All right, Carl BYU. takes BYU. Yeah. Every time I, I say Carl, I always think of The Walking so it's, Dead. So it's either going to be sorry, a week Carl. till Kevin tells us all, ha ha, yeah. I was right, or we're never going to hear about it It'll again. It'll be 2015. Which one do you think it's yeah. be? By it. the way, don't don't give me any spoils on The Walking Dead or the newsroom, because I am recording both, and I am bummed. That the I am watching the newsroom yeah, as soon as I get home today. How far back are you on The Walking Dead? Uh, I'm don't. current. I'm just season. I'm not current. I, Shut your pie. Sunday I missed. Last night I missed. It don't. wasn't on. It's over. Well, then I'm current. We're I'm, mid-season. I'm current. I'm not current. Well, the, so new, the newsroom. How far back are you? I don't know. The newsroom series this finale was, was last night. Why? Have you guys started watching that yet? The Anybody? News- Carl, yeah, you watched Walking awesome. Dead? Carl has not watched The Walking Dead. Why? Why is the newsroom going off the air? I don't Why? know. I haven't seen the newsroom. It sounded like creative it. differences between Sorkin and HBO. They wouldn't let him do Sorkin, what he wanted to do. Sorkin, figure it out. You know you need to call. You need to call the guy that does all the shows, Dick Wolf. Somebody else. That law was the and, 80s. Law and order. Dick that's a law and that's order. right. Law and order. He does. Yeah. He does every CSI, that's the, that's the every law and order, you everything. You need. Dick Wolf. Get a hold of the newsroom. Get started. Spoo. But, but anyway. Law and order. Spoo. <laughs> My and wife is addicted to those shows. She sissy. Cannot I can't watch it. But anybody who is watching this show and has not seen the newsroom needs to get on it. Yes. It Somebody maybe, else told me Ray McDonald. The best also. show ever From on Showtime. television. Ray McDonald. Yeah. Another producer that does. No, Roy Donovan. Thank you. Sorry, Ray also, Donovan. Also, just announced the next season of House of Cards is coming out on yes. Netflix. Yes. I haven't Can't finished I the, the, the second season yet, Come so no on, spoilers Kevin. on that. Wait, you haven't even seen the second season? I watched the first three episodes. That Everybody was, dies, uh, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> that's the Cats and dogs Spo- living together. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching The True Blood. Anybody watch The True no, Blood? No, I haven't gotten I into True Blood. I gave up on that one a while ago. No. Okay. I, have, okay. I watched it because I was invested, but the last couple seasons were not good. And I'm not into Sons of Anarchy either. Oh. I can't get into oh, that. I fell off. Great show. I fell off once they had, uh, once they had what's his once, name? Once everybody Kevin, died. I muted Kevin again because he's about to upset me. <laughs> Great show. Orange is the New Black is also another yeah. good one. Come on. Um, I, can, I can hear you perfectly. Well, and the only show. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you perfectly, Kevin. Nobody else can hear you. <laughs> we apologize for the technical difficulties. You are minusing points as we speak. I love Sons of Anarchy, yeah. but I faded off. At some point. Last I, season was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll give you back on yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Back Stanford and Penn State for real, not mascot. Stanford, Penn for State. For real. Shall I go first because of the obvious? 
my I didn't see the scores, but Stanford won three zero. Yeah. What were they? Was it smashing against or? us? No, we no, no, and they're to against get to this Florida. match. Against to get Florida. to this match, three zero, three zero. But was it? Were they beatings or were they close? They, it wasn't. I didn't see the scores. It was more of a grind out affair, but they weren't really ever in dispute if they gotcha. were winning. I, when they I, met. I'll tell you what. I, I I will go first for obvious reasons. I, I'm going to pick Penn State, but it, I'm not going to pick them because everybody thinks, oh, well, he's a Penn 17, State guy. Seventeen, twenty-two, twenty-one. Okay. Those are those are beatdowns. Uh, my reasoning for pick th- for picking Penn State this time. Penn State always finds a way to improve throughout the course of a season. It's crazy. At one point <clears throat> they were 12 and 0 at 30 matches and have they lost a set yet in the play in the in the At one point they lost 44 s- or they won 44 sets in a yeah, row leading into the tournament. That's a ridiculous And set. they lost one Oh wait, hold on. Wrong bracket. I don't uh, think they lost a set in this tournament. So wrong far. bracket. Hang on. They have get Carl? the bracket here. If they did, they have lost they, one set Wisconsin. to Wisconsin. So that yeah, was the first time. Wisconsin. So they went actually. Uh, that was three. That was nine. The forty-four, something like fifty-three yeah, sets, and, and one loss. And so for <clears> me, that's a, a, a telling sign right there of the improvement. Secondly, Stanford won on their floor, and now this is in a neutral location, and Penn State travels really well. Their fan base is everywhere. I'm going to say Penn State because of the way they've improved over the course of the season and the way that they tend to finish seasons out, this is going to be another uh, another win for them. So that's my call. Okay. Stanford, very good, though. Very I'm gonna, good. I'm going to take the color. I'm going to double down on that. <laughs> I'm gonna t- I, I have not seen yeah. Penn State. I, that's my caveat. I, I have not seen Penn State. Uh, Stanford I have seen. They're, I've characterized them as whack-a-mole, which is a little bit – how they are. You, you knock one piece down, another one pops up. You knock that piece down, another one pops up. You knock that analogy. one down, and the first one is back up again. Good analogy. Uh, I, I think their outside hitters are going to be the key. I think Bo Cather has been very good all year. I expect her to still be good. The middles, if they can pass the ball, and what they do is they work their way. Don Shaw was telling me this. He said, you watch Stanford. They will work their way in a rally to get the ball to the middle. Yeah. That's what they want to do. Yeah. But on the outside, uh, with Burgess and – Brittany Howard. Brittany Howard. Howard is the one who's really, really struggled. Brother plays at Princeton, by the way, for the men's team. Uh, She's really struggled Burgess this season. Burgess is really good. Burgess is incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with Jordan. She's my new favorite player. Oh, nice. Jordan Burgess. She's. If you look up outside hitter, women's collegiate outside hitter, you have a picture of Burgess. Sophomore, junior? Junior. Junior. Yeah, all, that part of that junior class. Scary. Yeah, she's really good. Scary. Well, and I think I'm going to take Stanford. I'm trying to recuse myself from the answering this question because now these are the I can mute you if you want. My <laughs> 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 Jeremy Just quickly volunteered yeah, that Judge, <laughs> jury, <laughs> executioner, and tech guy. Yeah. First of all, if you call me that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about punching buttons today. Listen, I'm Chris Everett. Hook, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Oh, nice. That um, made his career, by the way. Jim Rome. That yeah, made Jim Rome. That whole Chris Everett thing made him. Absolutely it did. His softball guy rant is one of the best things ever. <laughs> Continue, Katie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do I follow that? Okay. Well, if, for me, the biggest thing is if you look, it's if Stanford's starters are on. Like, they play very much a – they have a lineup. That's all they've got. And that's it, yeah. And that's it. You know, Brittany Howard, since she went down in that first match and like, rolled her ankle and had to come back, has played phenomenally well. Like, she's on a mission, maybe realizing that there was a chance she couldn't be in there. She's really played great. Her defense has been spectacular. She's been hitting much harder and at a much better pace than she had been all year. Maybe it slowed her down just enough that she's not early for that fastball. <laughs> Correct. 
So she's somewhere in the middle of that. And, you know, Stanford, they have this phenomenal group and they're playing very much like an international style. They're not subbing a lot. They've got a little Mm -hmm. bit of stuff going on. Whereas Penn State, if you look at the difference, you know, they just have, you know, waves of people they can continue to put on the court. And if you look at, you know, things weren't clicking, you know, Russ puts Simone Lee in the game and she lights it up against Wisconsin. You know, you, you just see they're two very different styles of teams and two very, you know, loaded teams in the sense that, you know, Penn State, there's just always somebody else there. Um, you know, Stanford, they're just so solid as a unit. And it's one of those games where I really think it could go either way. Um, oh. Now you have to make a choice. Now I have to make a choice. And please, sorry, John, keep hiring me. I'm going to go with Penn State. All right, Katie. I just think the X factor is going to end up being Micah Hancock. And she God, hates to lose. If the competitive factor of Micah being on the court, I think, is what's going to determine this. They lost earlier this year. And if you just look at that kid's face, she looks like she's on a friggin' mission. If that serve is pissed. dirty. If you yeah. know, if you've seen her dad, her dad is about a six. If one, you've seen her dad, he got more camera time than the team the other night. Three hundred pounds and is a warden, I think, or a, a, a prison Correct. a guard at in a prison in Oklahoma. Sweet. He is a badass. Like, where's the bandana? Sweet. Has yeah. the piercings? And and yeah. she is just as tough. She's and Stanford has not seen that serve. Uh, I was, and granted, they were the last time. I'll yeah. take your kid to work day. For <laughs> <job>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, you want to throw in a pick here? I do not have great analysis like the rest of you did for this. You mean um, the two of them? Yeah, but I uh, picked Stanford to win it all, so I will remain with. Nice. Them. Nice, okay. It's, it's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. Carl, even though no one can hear you. Off mic. He's <laughs> yeah. not getting it. He's Uh-oh. busy. Oh, we just lost part of it. Uh-oh. Oh, you lost the mic condom. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. There's no wind out here. You're fine with it. There's yeah, exactly. no wind out here. You're fine. Yeah. Katie's breaking things. See, I should have muted you, Katie, since you broke the headphones. <laughs> By the way, wonder what's in the goodie bags. That was guest number one. That's obviously. Mic condoms? <laughs> no, just... <laughs> <laughs> If that's what you call it, Jay, I don't hey, know. Hey, <laughs> hey oh. That's awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, everybody. I'm glad I was in town. I could just stop by. Um, I'm going to Penn State. I, th- I think Because uh, you wear the same colors? Is that I'm wearing the same colors as BYU, too, so I guess that's why I'm doing it. There you um, go. There's two things. That, and Jay said one thing is that Russ seems to get his teams ready, and they just keep improving, improving, improving. The fan base, well, they're playing in Micah. Mike is hometown. Yeah. Enid, Oklahoma is like right – it's down the block. It's 12 miles away, which yeah. – A lot of wardens on hand, a lot of you know, guards. In L.A., that's prison they're 45 actu- minutes. They're, yeah, actually, exactly, yeah. they're actually furloughing the prison. That's how they're filling the stands. <laughs> so so you, you put that together with, with their just being – I mean, everybody's been battle-tested. I mean, the Pac-12 is, is legit. The uh, Big Ten is legit, and they don't play a double round robin, which a lot of people are like, "Oh, they should go back to that." I'm like, "Well, you can't do that in, in, in the Big Ten right now." So, can't do that in the Pac-12 either. They're not playing a double round. What do you mean? In the, in the regular season? Yeah. No, no, it's it's weighted now. Yeah, so Stanford and Washington only met once this year. Oh, so it's instance. the same thing. Yeah. So nobody Wisconsin and, and Penn State only met once too. Right. So no, then, I thought they played twice. No, just no? once. Okay. Just once. So then, if all things equal, I, I still think that Ben Penn State will just do it. They just have a a great, you know, manner about themselves, and and uh, I'm really excited to to watch that match uh, in Oklahoma City. All right, I like it. All right, so I'm adding up the finals here because we have kind of a mixed, a mixed bag here. So I have Stanford taking on Texas, and I'm going to pick Stanford in that matchup. So I'll take the Cardinal for the win. They they get it done. I think it's a team on a mission. <clears throat> the juniors feel like they let one slip away last year against Penn State. Uh, obviously. 
Penn State doesn't feel like Stanford let it slip away. But uh, but Stanford, I, I think they're just – they only have their starters, but I think their starters are so diverse and so good. And if you add Brittany Howard in there playing well, I don't see how you beat the Cardinals. So I'm going to go with that. Jay, Carl, and Katie, if I'm doing that correctly. Correct. Yeah, because Jeremy is dealing with the other matchup. So Jay, Carl, and Katie all have BYU and Penn State. So give me your pick on that one. Uh at that point, experience weighs out. Uh, BYU will be, uh, I don't want to say overpowered, but they will be outplayed because Penn State, I think, is a little bit better than they are. Uh, and and because it's in uh, Micah's backyard, I mean, that's just, it's one of those things where as a senior, you go out on top in front of your friends and family. It's a, it's a no-brainer. Does anybody feel differently? Is anybody taking BYU in this matchup? No, I'm taking Penn no. State, but I think okay. it's, <clears throat> those two teams match up incredibly well, I think. They're very similar teams. Um, you know, size, the way that they play, the, the style of, of the game. I think it comes down to it is Penn State just has more experience doing it, and they've done it at a higher level all year long. Um, and so I think that they'll be the ones that come out on top. It will be – I'll tell you what will be fun to watch, though. Because both teams put such an emphasis on serve-receive, it's going to be really fun to watch two teams in system and see how they react. I love the comment that, it's, uh, that Jared threw out there. said, oh, it's a gold medal squared team. So he's already backing <laughs> that into how to prepare for them. Yeah. I actually – Middle up defense. Middle the, up yeah. defense. <laughs> the pick here, BYU-Texas, I could take either team in that. I, I think that's going to be an incredible national semifinal. I'm really looking forward yeah. to that game. Uh, Jeremy has BYU-Stanford. Mm-hmm. Color wins. The color? You yep. take the Stanford. Mm-hmm. Okay. The color. All right, got to quick get through this mascot challenge because we're <laughs> yep. running out of time here, peeps. Yep. We're going, we're going extra today, people. Well, Stanford's right. out because they're a color. You can't win as a color. <laughs> uh, I think we're all putting Nittany I beg Lions to through, aren't we? Because they got to play. It's a color, Jay. I beg to differ. It's a color. Really? Yeah. Oh. Or you Have you be, ever heard of a thing a called the Black Plague? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a thing called... The Cardinal Plague? The Red Tide? Yeah, but Have those, you ever heard of those a thing are diseases. Called... Those aren't colors. Oh, really? Have yeah. you ever heard of Blue Balls? Oh. <laughs> Have you ever heard of? Like I said at the beginning of the show, Jay. Let him go. Have my balls you are just fine. Ever heard of purple haze or the whiteout? These are all colored-oriented things. Jay, so has been, this, Jay has been waiting to throw this it, out there for yeah, two and a in, half hours. He's in, reading notes on it right in, now. I have it written down right here <laughs> yeah. as I was going. Is that to a show. prescription next to you? Is that I am telling you right now, the mascot challenge. I've got the cardinal because of all those. Okay. Mascot but how does the Cardinal translate yeah. any of that into something? Yeah, because the Cardinal's a, not a plague, Jake. It's it not a black a, hole. Because if the tree falls over, it can squash everything else. Hello, I am Santa Cruz first and foremost. Second of all, the Cardinal <laughs> is also... Got a, he's got a farm in Santa he Cruz. He is also the Pope. And the Pope, as Reed Pretty would say, is the Grand Master of them all. So, again, I go with I don't the know cardinal. if the Mormons believe that. You take the Cardinal to win it all? I take the In the Mascot Challenge, yes. All the right. Black Plague. The Black Plague, ladies and gentlemen. What about Black Millions Hole? It just sucks people. everything into it. A cougar, a ninja yeah. lion, Why's a it gotta be black, Jay? cannot. Can, <laughs> listen, man. Carl is sitting Carl's here. got a problem. Have, yeah. you ever, have you ever looked at a billiard table? It's green. And that's the earth. And they have the colors. Oh, stop. And what Please is stop. Cut what, is, what is the ball? Mute. Yeah, yeah right. then the Come white on, ball dude. kills the black ball and that's puts it in the hole. That's what I'm saying, brother. Racist. That's what I'm saying, brother. <laughs> but it waits till last to deal with the blacks. Well, <laughs> listen, listen, oh, listen. I'm not getting into that one. No, have you ever seen a cougar? I'm not slay? racist. My best friend's black. It's okay, everybody. That's what Carl's Jay wearing is. an I can't breathe shirt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there's there's so many ways I can go. I'm going to leave that alone. So uh, you're picking the color to win the mascot I challenge. I am because of the right. black plague alone. Time to mute Jay. You're up, Kitty. <laughs> mascot challenge, I think you go to the uh, lion with the scarf over the smaller cougar. Hmm. Are we playing this like volleyball style again? Because definitely the cougar is going to eat that cow. Unless you, if uh, are we going death match? Yeah, it sounds like Beef. a death match again. Are, you are going, we going volleyball? Like actually playing volleyball? I'm, you might have to actually no, play no, volleyball. No, 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 no. Accessorizing. Who unmuted Jay? My bad. <laughs> 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 Things are all sideways over yeah, here. So. There's wires everywhere. <laughs> no. So we're going steel cage death match with the mascots now. We're back yes. to that. Okay. Oh wait, yes. we're back to playing volleyball. I still think the accessorizing is going to help them out. Okay. Got it. So the BYU Cougar. We're back to fashion. Over the Penn State. You like the bow tie? No, the Penn State Nittany Lion over the BYU Cougar. Oh, sorry. The domestic cat. All right, so it can't be volleyball related. It's got to be. It's got to be death match. Cage, <laughs> death match. But that's kind of like a wash then for. I mean, it's mountain lion versus mountain. Well, lion, you, how right? do you declare a winner in the Penn State Stanford one? I mean, the, the it's a color. The color does not win, Kevin. It's a color. I was the black a, play. I was that a is tree. a disease. <laughs> But if it it's is named after a color. If it's a steel cage death match and we have yelling. the actual mascot show up, then it's a tree, and the cougar just sharpens his claws. Yeah, and the, the tree's The nittany lion just sharpens the but claws on the tree. the tree, and the tree's fall just on him. sitting there. I've never seen a tree killed by a cougar. The tree is toast. But the tree is pretty benign. That's not a th- well, The tree would be the better blocking team. I'll give or that. how about this? The cougar drinks all the water, and the tree has nothing, and then it dies. <laughs> how long is this death match? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently really long. To the death. Really long. Apparently, yes. Well, the Black Plague did take a couple of years to kill off millions of people. Well, so let's I be guess real. That tree's going to be around way longer than any animal. So, <laughs> I think you should have gone with Simeon Flu instead of the Black what Plague. What if the but cougar anyways. knows how to operate Sim- matches and or Planet of the Apes, buddy. Is Simeon a color... All right, listen. You, you. I think you have the two cougars. What What are their outfits again? Because I don't determine. One the has lion a scarf, and the cougar. One has a scarf and one has what? No, Bucky has the the turtleneck. We're talking about we're talking about a cougar. The Penn State Nittany Lion <laughs> looks like he, he has. That. He's got a bow tie and he's smoking a cigar. I mean, he's a Russ Rose cougar. He it's needs, just what he is. He needs the blue sweater. Yeah, he's he definitely going sweater. with the sweater. Uh, I'm, you know, that domestic cat. He just he doesn't have enough in him. He sits in. <laughs> He looks outside. Oh. He's like, oh. oh, are we here to fight? <laughs> I just, I, I made it through over there. There was a color, and I walked in. Turn blue, kind <laughs> sir. So you're going BYU. You have to go BYU. No, I think I, BYU I, won last year. I agree with you on that. BYU wins. BYU Cougar. No BYU way. Cougar defeats no the domesticated, fine, declawed, fancy feast eating. Plus, Nittany sounds, just sounds too regal. Oh, Nittany. It's a Nittany lion. You know what a Nittany is? James, J- Dame no, Judy Dench mountain. likes a Nittany lion. Oh, the yeah. Nittany lion. Oh, well. It's named after the an mountain. In, yeah, the mountain. And the mountain was named after an Indian woman. So, yes. Make so it's fun, an Indian woman cat? Make fun of an old native Indian woman, Kevin. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, after this show, I'm not the one talking about the, the blacks. Make, making fun of black people, making fun of Nittany Indian native women. Uh, we are yeah. equal the opportunity TNL racists on this show. cultural <laughs> sensitivity training starts next week. All right, well, there's going to be another swear word because I thought it was just awesome. Oh, I had go. to record... Oh the boy. the South Park because I've been watching Daily Show a lot, but they, I had to record the South Park Washington Redskins go fuck yourself Christmas <laughs> special. <laughs> I watched half of it last night. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. Is there a mic you just drop and I'm out and just <laughs> drop it and go? I, did, I already started when they showed, I don't know how the show still on air. When they showed the commercial and that was the title of the holiday special, I'm like, I'm recording that. Yes. <laughs> 
How did I not see that one yet? All right. I'm going to Google it and watch well, it. Today. I have some things to do when I get home today. I'm watching the newsroom. I'm watching the South Park episode. I'm oh. going to get back to the Sons of Anarchy Pretty finale. I've got a lot to get in before and I have to part two? tonight. There's a part one and a part two. I might have missed part two. I'm I'll find going, it online. I'm going to eat Tommy Burger somewhere. That sounds some good. Kind of I'm going to go work out on three beers. <laughs> That's go. what I'm going to go do. I have uh, oh physical therapy and then Clippers game. That's oh, nice. hey, are we going to the game? No, you're yeah, not. where are my tickets? Oh, what happened here? Sorry, everybody. Dang it. Boo. So, yeah, boo. Worst hookup yeah. for tickets ever. Yeah, you're supposed to be the man. Dude. Whoa. You are the DJ. That's hurtful. <laughs> we are about to be muted, all of us. <laughs> I just kind of muted myself. I want to uh, I want to thank DJ Jeremy Roche for putting up with the four people next to him. I also want to thank uh, Jay Hasek for showing up early today for fighting traffic or lack of traffic today. For yep. Katie Charles for once again showing up to the show and being a, a semi-regular throughout the fall. And being Carl France for the t-shirts. The I'm just gunning for, for the sixth man to this year. <laughs> and, Beating uh, Jay for that this year. And uh, and showing up and tolerating the And the bringing gifts. Th- yeah, I said the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, yours is going away because you're racist. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it home with me. Yeah. Thank you. It might be a racist mine if. Back. <laughs> uh, but I also want to thank the final four coaches, Russ Rose, Jarrett Elliott, Sean Olmstead, and John Dunning. We wish the best to all four of them. Obviously, we can only have one victor, but the four of them have done a tremendous job this season with their teams, and we look forward to being in-house and being a Can't part wait. of the final four at Oklahoma City. If you're going to be in Oklahoma City, we will have a show in the afternoon time, TBD still. We'll announce it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash live or twitter.com slash live. You can also uh, email us, live at gmail.com. But we will announce our time. It will be sometime Friday afternoon. We'll be at the Gold Medal Squared booth. And, of course, it's one of the most fun shows of the year because people wander by. This is nice because Jay wandered by, Carl wandered by, and we have – other personalities and other fun things to talk about. And, and convention is a really cool thing to do. If you haven't done it, you ought to do it. Uh, yep. We detailed the next few years. It was Omaha, Kansas City, Dayton. But yeah. you should plan to show up to convention. Columbus, not Dayton. I'm sorry, Columbus. But you got to say. Somewhere in Ohio. After this show, we're going to have to redeem ourselves on Friday because this was really fun for us, but I can't imagine the people listening to us thought we were nearly Oh, they were having a fun Oh, too. they had a great time. They people had, enjoyed they this had, program. They had a good time today. Yeah. I they learned it. some things they didn't know, and maybe they didn't want to know, but they Irene learned them anyway. Kara. I'm expecting an inbox from her <laughs> any day now. <laughs> oh, my God. What could have been, Jay? She's oh like, boy. who knew I listened to the show waiting for Jay to say my name? <laughs> Finally. You want to come upstairs, Big Daddy? Call me. Call me Big Mama. Oh, man. No, Give Mama a kiss. Oh, God, no. Really? Give Mama a kiss? I can see it now. That's where she went with you? I'm going to be. That's what Grammy-nominated artists lead with? I'm going to be in a gym somewhere, and that's going to be on a Are you holding up your boom box? Wait, when are you guys on the West Coast this year, Jay? Because I will be sitting front and center. No. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll make sure the Juniata contingent gets it out in full force. I like it. This is a good warm up for our show on Friday. This is it's going to be good. So yeah, thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of our sorry, program. Katie. No Ben this I'm year. I'm a little chilly. I may want to turn the heaters yeah, back on. Weird. You yeah. saps. I told Benny needs to send us a photo of whatever slick outfit he's wearing because that's why whatever I he's go doing to that's more important yeah. than what we are. <laughs> ben Budipo member, you will be missed. Ben Budipo <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to go back to the recording to remember the rest of the names. I don't even know them. <laughs> we get them to say them every time. Yeah. And oh, then we yes. cannot say it back. <laughs> no. I, no. Please say your name because none of us can say it. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Thanks to you, the listener. We are out on the net live. Thanks to 6-8 Clothing Company as well as Volleyball Mag for all their support of the show throughout the year. We will see you in Oklahoma City on Friday. Wishing to wash my eyes that you've lost my five-minute respondents because you're obnoxious and being precautious. Just chill the hell out.